Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to For Geek's Sake. My name is Al Sterling. In the studio today with producer Dan. Hey, everybody. We got technical director Eli. Yizzy. We got co-host Liz. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> Never? Never. No? No, sorry, dude. Oh, I'm, yeah, uh, Did you say Yizzy? I'm not cool. I'm sorry. Sorry. That's not even a thing. <laughs> he he actually, let me say, technical director Eli was YOLOing for ever oh, oh, God. No. yeah dude he was doing it he was Don't he was him. he was living his <laughs> well, best it's, life it's, it's a lifestyle not a uh, saying there you go yeah 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 i quit uh and we are very pleased to welcome first time guest long time drinker uh <laughs> we have the, the the can i is it the reverend can i do that <sighs> my grandma does so yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> right. we have reverend jared uh on Hello. Hello. hey everyone hey geeks uh so reverend jared not a geek uh well i mean He's a beer geek. He's a beer geek. He's a he's a church geek. Mm-hmm. Religious geek. geek. That's not one of those things where it's offensive for me to say, "Hey, geeks." Right? No. no, no. I mean, no, I'm it's, pissed. A, it's not like you're saying Nothing like hey, a part of the community. It's not in this case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like if you're listening to a podcast called "For Geek's Sake" and you're offended by being called a geek, I'm gonna no, suggest. I mean, I mean, if the outsider says it. Ooh, that's true. That is our word. Our word. <laughs> that is <Yeah>. our word. <laughs> oh, we gave you a card. We give you a geek card. You're a card carrying geek now. Okay. So. You can just you can you. hang out for like this. You can say it like here. Yeah. But you can't say it after. Yeah. Don't go throwing yeah. it around willy nilly. You don't want to get that. I've taken into very geeky material over the last 24 hours in preparation for this. Fantastic. I'm so sorry to commit. I mean, I feel at like this point, the only people that aren't geeks are like maybe Wall Street. Like, no, they're making all the money off the geek. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, they're but, the money. But, but they're not like they're. But that's true. Yeah. They're not. They're not they're, watching the movies. They're, they're just breaking, making the money. Trump is so, not one of us. Uh, uh, no. So uh, Jared here is the uh, senior pastor of Castle Church, located down uh, near the airport here in the city, beautiful, and it has the distinction of being the uh, only brewery church. So literally, after church, you can walk eight feet and belly up to the bar, which is awesome. That's exactly right. I I really appreciate. I've been I've been once. Uh, I went to a painting event there. I painted some. Oh, you went to that? That's awesome. I did. I painted some palm trees on an island. Uh, I just on your website. I think it's great. I'm on the website. Or at least the Facebook page. Oh, Actually, wow. they cool. also hold, uh, for those of you who remember Professor Stone, one of our uh, a stalwart longtime guests, uh, he is actually running a board game night over there on Monday. First Monday of the first month? Monday first of the Monday. Month. First Monday of the month out there, too. So uh, uh, can you just, real quick, I, I, I promise I will address the flat earth thing. Okay. I promise I will. <laughs> but before we address that, stop it. I'm being serious. Before I address Me that, too. though. Can you just do me a favor and share the the financial model? Because that's the part I think is the, one of the coolest parts about Castle Church. Yeah, um, we we noticed a couple things. We noticed uh, one thing is uh, millennials, 20-somethings, don't uh, want to give to expand a church building. They are pretty generous as a culture, but uh, they don't want to give to pay the light bill in a church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's going to be something coming down the pipeline in 20, 30 years when churches are losing their generations that will fund that kind of thing uh, for a practical matter. But number two, uh, millennials will step up when you ask them to invest in something that they believe matters in the world, something that actually has a, a major impact on their world uh, locally or abroad. And so we wanted, one, to come up with a financial model that would, that would pay the bills, keep the lights on, um, so that we could send our offering and our gifts outside our doors. The second part of it, though, is, is we wanted to do that in a way that was conducive to community building and created a, a sense of people letting their hair down and being their most authentic selves when they're in there. I, I'm a big believer that uh, you need structured time and unstructured time as a, as a human. And we talk about it with kids, but we don't talk about it with adults. You need both. 
Um, and in structured time, that's great because you move the ball forward, you put on a great show at Dr. Phillips or, or, you know, you can accomplish things in a meeting with an agenda, but relationships only form in unstructured time. So our churches don't really have a lot of unstructured time and creating a brewery atmosphere where people are just kind of drinking, having a good time and combining that with church allows for those, uh, those organic relationships to start to develop. So the, so what that means here is that the bar supports the church and keeps the doors open. And then the money, when they pass the plate actually goes to making the world better. That's it. So that I thought was uh, particularly cool. I have a long history with the church. It's not a great history, but I have a long history with the church. <laughs> not uh, Castle Church, just the church. No, no I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, not, not, Al not has a checkered history with Castle Church, which has only been open for three months. It's so that's true. saying a lot. I, listen, listen. As here. of next week, I'm allowed back in the building. So... <laughs> All I'm saying is, it, did he get really angry about the puns of the names of the beers? Because Al doesn't like puns. Mm. And when I went in there, I was like, oh my God, the names of these beers are the best thing I've I ever heard. Here's the thing. I came in and drank. I, I, went, to, I went there for uh, uh, actually Dan Cage. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, his birthday party was over there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I went out there and uh, for Dan's birthday and I drank cider because I actually don't like beer. So I had a couple ciders and then uh, Jared was there and he made fun of me for drinking cider. And uh, I was like, here, try an actual beer, you, 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 you wimp. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. He was actually much meaner than that. And so he gave me uh, a sample of the Eichen, Eichen, which was it? Uh, Einbecker. Einbecker. That's the one. Had the Einbecker. And it may have been the, the ciders talking, but it was pretty good. So I had, I think, two or three more of those things. By the um, way, I would only let my snob show to Al. I, I wouldn't do that to just anyone. Who oh, I want to be clear. I deserved it. I don't want to be like, <laughs> I don't want to confuse anyone. Here. I really wanted that to be just the whole theme of the church is like, you know, you come in, you know, welcome, you know, and then they order a beer and you go, really? <laughs> <laughs> this is a church. <laughs> That's fantastic. No, just, just like also, not, thank you for not, supporting. Right, like not ordering a beer in general, but just like the, like on like just which beer, which beer judging ordered? them on like the kind of beer they order. <laughs> like a lot of people get real quiet and watch you order. And then like, mm. <laughs> Okay, so uh, so that's that. He's actually here because our main topic is uh, great moments in geek, and we thought, what better way to find out whether or not it was really a great moment in geek than if people that weren't geeks were like, yeah, yeah, I know what the hell you're talking about. So Jared's our litmus test. If he has not heard about what we're talking about, then uh, he will mock us mercilessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the point where we need to address this flat earth thing. So let me tell you guys what happened. Oh, boy. Last week, I, left, us alone. I, was, I left you guys alone. <laughs> And it was my own fault. I, that was my fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, but y'all had a, an episode titled the Flat Earth, that Flat Earth is Trending, which is, I mean, that's what we do. We always pull a random sentence out of somewhere in the show, and that's what we make the title of the show. Mm-hmm. What we did not... It's inc- a great naming convention. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done it for 202 episodes, and we're going to keep doing it. No one cares what you think, Dan. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> we're uh, not doing the episode where we talk about what our least favorite part of podcasting is anymore, Dan. <laughs> So uh, our normal videos get around like 40 views, 40, 50 views. We're not, we're not conducive to YouTube. I don't know anyone watches on YouTube. We get some good ones every now and then. Uh, we do. I mean, it's it, whatever. The point is the uh, average 40 or 50. This one has 236 and counting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a pretty big hit for us. And our first dislikes. And oh, yeah. I uh, see. We're currently seven likes, five dislikes. So we're plus two. Hey. I'm one of the dislikes. Oh. oh. I'm one of the dislikes. I don't know if that counts, though. Are you you really? I'm sorry. Uh, This is a really bad episode. So the 
<laughs> was he with the flat earth thing? He just was disgusted. Yeah. So uh, uh, a bunch of folks who are flat earthers uh, were said less than kind things about us on our pod uh, on the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and I promised there that I would read them, I would consider them, and I would respond to them because I wasn't here. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what and I'm really gonna hate do. in the comments has been a goal of ours. For oh a yeah, long no, time. I'm so proud. I I mean it took. If you're a not long, pissing somebody off, you're doing something wrong. Right. right. I mean it took us a while, uh, but we got there. So the um so we had comments such as uh, for indoctrinated sake, why don't you look at what the flat earthers are claiming before making a judgment? Not a critical thinker in the bunch with an eye roll emoji. Yeah. Uh, other ones include. Can I address that one real quick? No, oh. you had your chance. Uh, let's Wait, see. What? So yeah, you had the episode. So yeah. So the other comment here, hang on. I, I got a thing here. Yeah. So yeah, it starts at 54 minutes. Really? I'll boil it down. This is the comment. They believe God's word isn't true, but yet they're intrigued by theories about massive non-existent sun leech tech from non-existent alien civilizations. Jesus is the only way people love y'all. And that was uh, <laughs> from that was from commenter Jesus saves. Can we just? Can I just? Can I just? Nope. Nope. Uh, you can't. You can't tell me that that you can't. Oh, right. I'm gonna do it anyway. You can't tell because I would never tell somebody that is a Christian that their thing isn't real. So don't tell me that my thing isn't real. It's hypocrisy. Stop it. And we never said we believed Stop it. We just it. said that people thought there might be a superstructure, and it was debunked. Uh, let's see the other com- only other comment I'm going to read here, and I can't tell if this one was real or not. The guy's the guy's name was T Pain. Uh, Yo, T Pain s- commented on our YouTube video. I would just like to I, point that out. Yeah, I'm, for, when we retell the story, it was really T Pain. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Earth is flat. There is no curvature. Moon landings were fake. 9/11 inside job. Mic drop. Oh, and by the way, YouTube is trying to ban flat Earth videos with a thinking emoji. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was the quality of the stuff that went. In. So. I could point out all of the factual scientific evidence that proves that the earth is round, but they're not going to listen to any of those things. Right. So instead I'm actually going to take, I thought about this mm-hmm. genuinely thought about this mm-hmm. and I, I'm going to take this from a completely different standpoint. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about what it would take for the earth to be flat and us to hide it. Right. Okay. So I this is legitimately things that I spent time thinking about. Mm-hmm. And it's not that my thoughts were really valuable anyway. Uh, I had plenty of time, but this here's is a what we'd have to do. going back to Copernicus. Right. So we would have to. Well, no, no, no. Let's assume it's a recent thing. Or Galileo, yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's, he's a traitor. So what would this would, this would have to involve is all just today. We'll forget about history. Today, uh, you'd have to get every major university with any form of, a, of, a, of an astrophysics department. Every uh, textbook maker, mm-hmm. uh, everyone that works for NASA, and every space agency around the world. Well, I'm, I'm just seeing the United States at the moment, sure. as well as any senator, current or former, and their aides with any form of secret clearance, top secret mm-hmm. clearance, military personnel with any form of top secret clearance or higher, and along with uh, the at least a handful of the judiciary branch every sitting president and all of their advisors and every telecommunications company telecommunications companies and every uh, airline uh-huh and every uh, like SpaceX every Boeing pilot and, and, and uh, every person who's ever called their cousin in Australia and said hey look up what do you see right now there's actually right, right. A, a small section of flat earthers that also say that Australia doesn't exist um, of course they do of course yeah. they do. That when you go to Australia, so you're actually going to South America they and they're using fake must accents. have a massive feud with the Australian flat earthers. Yes. <laughs> right? They do. They do. 
Like yeah. they're not legitimizing so, him them at all. So, <laughs> so oh, no. my my whole thing was to say, okay, if you're not going to believe in the science, mm-hmm. um, here's what that this is what that would require. And so then it comes down to, for me a very simple thing. When I'm trying to figure out if something is real or not, I follow the money mm-hmm. because uh, uh, money is just about the number one reason that uh, human beings have done anything since time began. It's in a close actual run with religion, depending upon which time period and mm-hmm. how much money people had. But the uh, th- that's it. So, so w- how much money would it cost to keep all those people quiet mm-hmm. versus how much money would they make by convincing us the earth was flat? That is a pretty lopsided argument. Al, yeah. it sounds like you've thought very critically about this. How, how do you keep a secret, Al? <laughs> uh, by killing everyone else who knows it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what Benjamin Franklin said. What is it? There's three people have a secret... Yeah, two, three people can be secret if two are dead. Right. Uh, ben Franklin didn't advocate murder, but I'm just I'm kind of taking his his and, his and for thing. proof of that, honestly, all you have to do is look at our current political climate because leaks are coming out left and right. Mm-hmm. Every time that somebody tries to cover anything up, it it's going to come out. Yeah, nobody can. You can't keep a secret like that. No. So, um, and I know, I know, that's what you guys are doing. You're uncovering the secret. Right. Uh, no. <laughs> that just doesn't make that doesn't make sense. So there, that is me trying to give some honest critical thought to another point as it relates to. I'd also like to uh, address one thing there uh, with the religious uh, side of it. Only about half of the flat earthers are using a religious claim for for their basis. You know, it's not like every flat earther is saying this because of the three passages in the Bible that mention. That the flat is a, a oh, Jared. I'm so sorry. Are you a flat earther? Flat. I didn't know. <laughs> being religious. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We've been trying to get a flat earther on the show for a long time. Are we about to take a hard left here and we... restructure the episode? Guys, all I know is I keep driving <laughs> and I ain't falling off. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, oh. Yeah. So one other major piece of news that we need to announce here. I want to make it out of the topic because none of you people listen to for t- when we get the chamber's plug. Sure. Um, so uh, I have I have uh, bad news. I have sad news. Uh, this and I'm being serious here. This is not me screwing around, although I understand your confusion. Uh, this is actually the beginning of the end for for geek's sake. Um, we have taken a long look at the show and at our studio and at the, the money and the time and the effort and all that stuff. And what we've basically discovered is that it's just kind of coming to a point where we're, we're going to have to wrap it up. So uh, we've got five episodes left because uh, I want I hate I hate podcasts that you're like they let, they drop an episode and then there's like a two week gap and then drop an episode and then just that's it. Yeah, and no, like, oh, I guess again. they I guess they stopped doing it. So we're going to we're going out with a bang. So we've got five episodes left. This will be episode five. We're going out with a big bang. Uh, right. A scientifically proven. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the um, so that's that's what's going on here. So we got five episodes left. Uh, we want to do say thank you to all of you guys for all of your support and uh, all that stuff. Um, and as I've told some folks about it, the thing they keep asking, well, what would it take to keep the show going? What would it take? What would it take? So here, here's what it would take. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would need our Patreon level to quintuple. It's, it's money. 
Uh, well, it, it would take money. <laughs> it would take. We currently, I mean, we have an awesome bunch of very, lo- very loyal Patreon subscribers that we really yes. appreciate, and they we come about one twenty five, one thirty. The studio by itself costs us just over five hundred a month, uh, and then we have other expenses that come along with doing the show that are beyond the studio, and that is a part of it. A part of it is also you know the time and some of the other stuff. But if we suddenly were making, what if we turn the studio into a brewery? That's <laughs> <laughs> that can't be the answer to everything. <laughs> He's right. What if we just start distillery. recording at Castle Church? <laughs> we could record a distillery. I mean, if we start drinking liquor instead of beer, that'd be easier. We don't have a bathtub in here, though. Ooh, licensing mm. for a second floor distillery might be tough. <laughs> second floor distillery. Change of, <laughs> the change of use fees are going to be brutal. Just murder us. Just brutal. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's that, that's that stuff. So uh, don't let us stop that, though. We're going to continue on and have an awesome show and do that thing. So, Heck yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do it. First up, uh, whose article is this one? Oh, this is Eli's. That would be you. It's oh, you. that's me. Oh, let me sit Mr. up. Third person. Let me sit up straight and uh, let's talk about this. Yeah. So there was a story about. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, oh, geez. Open AI. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, <laughs> jeez. So an organization created an algorithm, basically that is so good at predictive tech, not predictive text, but re- creating strings of text that uh-huh. it is too convincing, almost better than what an average person could write. And they deem that as being kind of potentially dangerous. Anyone potentially dangerous mm-hmm. or no da- dangerous is the word you're looking definitely for. Definitely dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Def- the ability to, for the wrong people to get the wrong hands on that. And uh, this, uh, think of the scanning. This go, this goes oh. beyond like, oh, I'm a Nigerian prince and I need you to give me your bank account and routing number to release all of my funds from Nigeria. Like somewhere there's some this, poor Nigerian prince. Is right? this any worse than somebody I, help that man? Is this any worse than the uh, robocall AI that we've got now? Because I'm getting like twenty calls a day from robots right. that are trying to have a conversation yeah, with but me. Those ones can't properly respond to you. This would be so no, good. No, they at, do. But not like I've been fooled twice. <laughs> okay, that oh, may be that, okay. Fool, I was there like you, five you minutes. That may like, be more about second. Yeah, that may be more about you. That's a Dan thing, not oh. an AI thing. <laughs> I might have been a little drunk. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. Uh, yeah, well, I I I get the uh, I've been getting the ones my voicemails. A lot of them tell me that uh, my information is. Uh, there's a warrant out for my arrest. Oh yeah, and that if I don't respond, that the, the IRS is coming for you. The cops actually it was the cops. Mm. The cops. The cops. The, fuzz. the cops will come <laughs> get me. And I'm like, the cops, really? The cops, huh? That's what you. That's the official text that you're gonna send me. All right. Cop, they're gonna come down and throw you in a paddy wagon and take you downtown. <laughs> do, you, do you ever respond with, well, if they put me to jail, at least I'll have a solid meal. <laughs> but like we saw the, the Google assistant get me? We saw the Google assistant calling the Chinese restaurant putting yeah. in a food order. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that was, was it a racist so, food order? No. <laughs> was it an anti-Semitic it, food but order? But it was actually the, the person that they were talking to had a very thick accent and it was able to decipher everything that they were saying Ooh. and put in like ums and uhs and like it, it sounds, here's, here's it it sounds, sounds natural. Really, here's the crux of it though. Google, you may not know this, lock the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you're not getting that code from Google. No one's getting that code from Google unless Google wants you to. Open AI is a unless project. <laughs> Does yeah, only exactly. one person hold the Which, password, and then when that person well, no, it's dies, on all the new phones. Ten million dollars. Ten million dollars. Or, or be, I thought it was eleven billion. Oh, eleven billion. It's a lot of money. Yeah, be an, be another country that's trying to gain. We won't go there. Yeah, but now the but yo, he's right because because the Open AI is an open source mm-hmm. right. software, so everyone would get a hold of this algorithm. Which you know that's that's where the sort of the the anger over this is coming as they created this, this technology, these algorithms. Now they're not just releasing it right out into the public. So who's going to finish George R. R. Martin's book if this isn't <laughs> right? 
<laughs> I'm actually wondering how many or the McMurder. <laughs> The McMurder mystery. <laughs> I'm looking at you, JLMO. Uh, I want to know how many misspelled words it has per hundred words. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna make it look like a human being, mm-hmm. you've got to screw up two, two, and two. Right. You've got to there, 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 and there. Your your asterisk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ex- I mean, you've got to do all of that. I want. Did it do? I want to know if it does that. I, w- I want it to text me at two a.m. and go. You up? <laughs> yeah, and then if it's if it's really accurate to my texting hey, style, it'll correct it the wrong direction and then go back to the original. <laughs> your <laughs> that's if, happened. If you're not throwing a random emoji in, you're not human. That's true. That's true. I mean, right. if I have to, that's I, that's actually how I tell how old the person who messaging me is. How many emojis do they have per? Like yeah, yeah. my friend Soul actually communicates entirely in emojis, and it's exhausting. This is this is accurate. Oh. This is very true. I, I'm like, I don't know what rainbow beer can sad face means. <laughs> it means she hasn't seen you in a long time to bring the rainbow into her life because you're her friend and you make her happy. Oh, you speak And she soul. wants to drink no. beer with you and she's sad that she hasn't in a while. Al, God, are so you even I, her friend? In a past life, I did. Uh, I did. I was a pastor at an older congregation and I did have an older woman send me a, an eggplant in, in, <laughs> in oh. a text. <laughs> And I hope it took so to make after it. it. You know, it's not right? it's not uncommon for for a lonely uh, widow to ah. come on to her pastor, but that's not what this was. <laughs> I, it, you had to track it down a little bit, and it, I come to find out that uh, she had seen something on the internet and had come to find that that was just like this international symbol for I'm making food. We're gonna have food. Oh, like, that's oh, so someone, sweet. Someone and, did and it I wrong. Wanted to be like, honey, like. An eggplant? How often is that a part of? <laughs> it's not how any of this works. I mean, was she Italian? Like, oh yeah. So I should have been you more said sympathetic. Spaghetti. There's definitely there's got to be a spaghetti. <laughs> there is a spaghetti emoji. Yeah. Uh, that's actually that's actually appropriation. Okay. We would we would all like you to stop sending the spaghetti emoji. <laughs> <laughs> to represent nice all food. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So when you get texts from people that aren't real, I actually my favorite one is I've been getting a lot of the spam texts too. Mm-hmm. And the one that I got today actually was I gotta make sure I get to see this here. Uh, it said I saved it. Uh, I got a text randomly said, sorry, I can't talk right now. <laughs> cool. Which I got to admit was pretty brilliant. Yeah. As I was like, wait, wait who did I? Did, who, who are you? Did I call someone? Like, and it took me a second before I realized, oh, God damn it. And then once you respond, they know they got you. Oh, I don't respond. No, screw that. I mark everything as yeah, spam. Yeah, don't respond. And then, like, when you get those phone calls, you ever get the scam phone calls where it's like, you, if you pick up the phone and say hello, and then they record you saying that, and it's, or it's like it asks you a question, and you're supposed to say yes, mm-hmm. and then they record you saying yes, and then they can take your voice and like do other stuff, scammy That's a stuff lot with of it. Work. So, so Emily, actually, part-time producer Emily, she started answering phone calls uh, with an unknown number, just no. <laughs> <laughs> So that they wouldn't have her on recording. My favorite back in the actual, when we had actual live telemarketers, uh, Jim Rome, anytime somebody would call, he would put his three-year-old on with them (laughs) and just let him go for like 20 minutes. It's fantastic. It's kind of rude, but what I do now is I start every conversation with four seconds of silence. I just open the, I, I, I talk. I don't say anything because if you don't say anything, they'll start the, the call will automatically start or hang up within four seconds. I'm calling seconds. about the warranty on your car. Yeah. <laughs> my I, car doesn't have a warranty. <laughs> you think I got that warranty money? We've also, sure. we also witnessed you do the, oh, I'm sorry. My call just dropped thing. Yeah. Mm. That's my favorite. Was uh-huh. Oh, I was going through a tunnel. All right. <sighs> uh, up next. Whose was this one? 
It's mine. It's yours. Hey guys, in shocking new news, uh, a recent study has shown that video games don't actually make teenagers more prone to violence. What? <laughs> uh, excuse me, we use science here, uh, so I'm gonna need you to take this bullshit out of here. <laughs> no, so this was uh, they're calling this one of the most comprehensive studies to date, led by University of Oxford researchers. So this was done. Oh, it is, so it's done with a British accent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Very nice. So it makes, it, makes it legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe I should have left the extra U in behavior. Yes. You should have. Huh. Yes. Behavior. <laughs> Uh, aluminium. So uh, they found no evidence of increased aggression among teens who had spent longer playing violent games in the past month. Um, and it's different from other studies that have been done on this subject because the study surveyed a sample of 1,000 British 14 and 15-year-olds, uh, studied their gaming habits and their behavior, and found nearly half of girls and two-thirds of boys played video games. Uh, it assessed in-game violence against UK and US rating systems to provide a more objective measurement, and the team also declared that their intended method for crunching their their data before they started the study um, to minimize the risk of preferentially selecting certain bits of the data for a more exciting result, something which has do- dogged other research in this field. So basically, yes. not only did this study kind of debunk the whole video games make, you know, school shooters, but it also took it and, and, and kind of twisted it to show like this study also shows sensationalism on these types of subjects because they right. also quote uh, studies against social media and screen time driving depression and, you know, other things related to media and the media that we're consuming and that our children are consuming nowadays. So I want to, I want to address this a little bit here because the scientific process for these things is really, really important. And junk science we don't is need one of the scientific process, Al <laughs> <laughs> junk science is one of the shit that pisses me off. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, there's a lot Butters. of things. Uh, yeah. So the way that this is supposed to be done is that you, you set your parameters before you start your research. And so what they're talking about here, it should not be news that they decided on how they would rank, how they, what they would do with the data mm-hmm. before they collected the data. That's the way you're supposed to fucking do these things. Right. So the fact that they actually had to call that out is unfortunate. But when you don't call that information out is how you find out that wine makes you better at, I don't know, Something, something. Juggling. <laughs> or the chocolate can make you lose weight and... Uh, sure, sure, sure. You know, whatever. And it's a problem, too, because I think when you... They, they address screen time, which I think is a really, really important thing for us to it's understand. A, it's, a, it's a hot topic. I really like... They use a word in the article... Um, Let's see. The team said that their method of this study uh, preventing cherry picking should be used in other areas of technology research prone to moral panics. So that's what yep. we see nowadays when it comes to screen time, when it comes to video games, when it comes to social media. It's a, it's a, it's always a, a, you know, moms on Facebook screaming about what they read an article about and what they're upset about. And then, you know, everyone freaks out and is like, oh, well, th- this all must be true. And our children, and Jenny are- McCarthy said it. Exactly. Uh, all right. All right. Here's a- so I like when there's, I like when there's a, a narrative that ostracizes a certain group for occupying both extremes of the narrative. So like, this is one of those, like Mexicans are lazy and they're taking our jobs. Right. 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 Uh, women shouldn't be leaving the house and having careers and they should support their families after they have kids. Exactly. And we got show yeah. titles. Like, we got show titles. It, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this is one of those narratives, right? Like, uh, young people grow up playing a lot of video video games and become violent. And millennials are this namby pamby soft like right. generation right. who's right. like touchy feely. Right. Like, what do you want from? 
<laughs> we're, they're too into poetry and video games that are violent, and that's why they're so aggressive and, <laughs> and also docile. And also and can't docile. stand up for themselves. Ah, yeah. uh, okay. Yeah, and it does. Well, and I mean, I think that there is legitimate research to be done around screen time, especially as it relates to iPads and some of these other things. Sure. But I would prefer an actual goddamn scientific study, not the, I think the moral panic is, gr- is, is right. the great way. And let's be clear here, that's not new. Right. And I think we should be doing more studies on screen time as it relates to socialization in general and mm-hmm. not, and I'm not, not like that I'm suggesting that screen time causes autism because I'm absolutely not. No, that's vaccines. That's, right. right. We all know that. Clearly Everyone we know that's it. the measles vaccine. Right. Um, you Actually, know. I think it's the mumps and rubella, but that's, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> because I mean, there's something to be said, no, I think idle. about, about, you know, screen time, you know, and, and alone, like singular screen time leading to more just singular behavior. But the argument can be made like you have to you have to pit the the results against like is the kid online gaming and do they have a social outlet right you know because I had internet friends when I was a kid. Well, here's the, here's you know like I played WoW and so like I had like my guild they were my homies you know your <laughs> guild is your homies right and it's the game isn't what's causing the uh, the anxiety and the stress in these things like. You can play Call of Duty over and over and over, and that's not going to cause you much violent, violent tendencies or anxiety. But let me tell you something: when that now that you have these cool headsets and it's a very social platform, mm-hmm. not just a gaming platform, sure. oh, the where people can be toxic to you. Oh yeah, yes. right. I watch my kids play for literally hours, not a problem. And then I watch the first time a toxic person interacts with them by like cheating or doing something or, or purposely being like. Trolling, trolling them. Yeah, like y- you watch. That's when a controller <laughs> gets thrown. That's right. when a laptop gets sh- shut hard. So moral of the story. Moral of the story is that we don't need to do any more scientific studies. Humans ruin everything as they always have. <laughs> yeah. But no, you're right. We got to do it on the social interaction completely. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I would also. I, I have noticed though. So I got th- three and five. My kids both got iPads. Uh, and I have watched, I keep a really sharp eye on them and how they interact and what they do. And I have noticed that when they, I have almost zero issues when they're playing a game. Mm-hmm. I can stop it. I can take the iPads from them without a problem. They, they will put it down and go do something else. Like that part's fine. But when they start just watching the videos and they're no longer engaged, they're just sitting there passively watching it. Using it to stay awake. Well, that's, right, well, th- yeah. that's when I notice behavior issues. That's when I notice a lot of the other stuff. And it's not going to be the same for every child. But I do think that there is th- that's an interesting point that I would love to see a little bit more research on mm-hmm. beyond just my kid. Because, I mean, I could tell you all about my kid. But who the fuck cares about my kid? I mean, me. And my wife, presumably. But that's, you know, outside of that, you start to, you know. Yeah, they're all the same. Uh, so I'm going to use myself as a scientific study here because I started playing GTA. What was the, the like, before it came out on PlayStation, it was, when it was, like, the overhead view game on the computer. Oh, yeah. What number was that? Was that two? I don't even know. Don't know. That's, and like, then, way back. And then when the when it first came out, when GTA 3 came out, like, I exclusively, like, I, d- I played 0% of GTA 3 storyline. I exclusively picked up hookers and murdered them in alleyways. Right, right. Like you do. And well, I, like you do in real life now, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, obviously, it's led to, you know, my my secret uh, violent behavior. No, I'm fine. I'm not a violent person. I, like, uh-huh. I, like, had to Says ki- the derby girl. I had to kill a fly in my apartment <laughs> earlier and got real sad about it. <laughs> So. Millennials. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I Do you also think the world would be a better place if every John were as like about business and straight to the point as the GTA man? <laughs> <laughs> like, That's true. If we could just dispense with the formalities, it's, 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 it's quicker. It's, it's painless. It's out of the public eye because it's, it uh-huh. just doesn't have the longevity to be that visible <laughs> as, yeah. a, as a social issue. Right. And I got to tell you, 
there's no better way to kill some stress than to kill some Nazis in Call of Duty. Yeah. You know? That's true. Yeah. It's a great thing to do. See, I think with, you, with the flamethrower. Yeah. What, what they don't understand is how many, how many more people like. would die if I didn't have oxygen to <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right? I mean, I mean I'm sure they'll give me the studies where it shows that this is actually an outlet for aggression. Yeah. This actually makes people less violent in real life. But let's not forget that these that these that they were also screaming when Harry Potter came out because Harry Potter was evil. Mm-hmm. And then um, as I'm sure Jared is familiar, Dungeons and Dragons is actually was created by Satan. Mm-hmm. And promotes Him, devil himself. worship. Yeah, he wrote yeah. the first manual, right? Yeah, he was. Jared's been fighting against Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, I wrote a short for, tract on it in seminary. Yeah. Right, right. About how it's <laughs> it's absolutely going to lead towards devil worship because the devil created Dungeons and Dragons. So cool. yeah, this yeah the more which, as I understand, it, is literally like a blank notebook and a pencil. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it's where the it's a so if your kids are doing de- demonic things with their blank <laughs> notepad and their pencil, they're something else. Idle yeah. hand to the devil's workshop, Jared. <laughs> Choose your own demonic <laughs> adventure. <laughs> I choose ball. Uh, <laughs> that that joke was for like eight percent of our yeah, audience, right. and I don't give a shit. I, I laughed, and I uh, don't get it. See, I'm just gonna out myself. Oh, really? I just thought You're people came f- up with lame weapons in Dungeons and Dragons. That's what I was, I was going. Ball, the Elijah, and the story of the thing, the demon yeah, the ball. Right. Yeah. All right, I watched sports. sports. Two A, two A's. <laughs> Ready for another feel-good story, folks? Totally. Let's do it. All right. This one's kind of half and half. So as you're listening to this, if you're listening on Thursday when it comes out, uh, we have two weeks until Captain Marvel is in theaters, Uh, which means that as of yesterday, the reviews have started coming out from those professional people that get to see the movie early, Uh i.e. not us. Uh, And the reviews have been uh, fantastic. Everybody's saying that's a great movie that it uh, progresses the MCU into a whole new chapter, uh, that it's a great uh, prequel to the Avengers films and and all that kind of great stuff. Unless you look at Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Because uh, whatever the opposite of social justice warriors, we've we've been working on a name for that, uh, (laughs) they have been uh, bombing the movie already, uh, basically because Brie Larson said that she doesn't have time for reviews from white men. What's up? I was just showing you what the tomato meter is now actually, as of right now, is not, ev- is not available. Right, <laughs> but there's a different section if you look at the um, uh, not interested, interested, or don't care kind of thing. More telling would be any comments that are able to be made. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of horrible sexist comments against and Twitter. Larson. Twitter's always a, a good place to... Yeah. Sure, well, sure. They're, they're attacking uh, the fact that she basically said that this movie wasn't made for white men. It was made for women and people of color. Uh, they're attacking the fact that they say that she has an emotionless face and can't act. You know, the Oscar winner. If I'm, uh, Listen, if you had been stuck in a room for right? 10 years. With that brat? Come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they've also been saying that uh, she has a flat butt. So for those reasons, cool, cool, cool. they're not interested in this movie so, because she had to get a butt double. So she said that she was not interested in the opinions of... I'm assuming she intended toxic. Well, I think well, part of, like the review process was one of the things that she noticed during one of the press junkets was that it was all white males. Yeah. There was no representation of anything other than white males. In the sure. Room. Right. And so what she did was she inten- she wanted to make certain that she also did interviews with people of color and with women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't that she was not going to talk to white men. It's that she wanted to intentionally also talk to minorities. Oh, that's my new and, resolution. Have and you noticed that point, I haven't really said two words? How do, those things, how do those things get selected? Cause I could imagine just a bunch of 
white males self-selecting for a superhero movie featuring Brady Well, not Larson. only that, but the majority I, of I mean, film critics, fair, I, mm-hmm. the, more, <laughs> the majority of film critics are white men. Right. I mean, in general. Not, and I don't, I don't think it was racism or sexism that put all of those white guys in the room in the first place. I mean, that's just kind of the way it worked. If you were to grab a selection of senators or CEOs or a mm-hmm. lot of other things, you're going to end up with a lot of white dudes. And that's not, the, it's not their fault. They just, that's just the way it happened to go. But I don't think it's wrong for her to then say, well, you know what? Maybe I'll talk to a black chick too. Like, I don't think that's necessarily like. And Brie Larson is, uh, you know, a, a very proud feminist. And uh, back when Ghostbusters 2016 came out with the all-female cast, she was very defensive of, of that film and saying, listen, I don't care what white men have to say about this movie. Yeah. And people have taken that comment and blown it up and well, made and it I this just, whole, she's a sexist and a racist. But I just love that the argument, the argument against her with her comments is like, okay, so she's calling white men out for being toxic and, and sometimes a little bit sexist and a little, you know, like... So they're proving it. And so, and so they're like, <laughs> oh yeah, well, your butt's flat. Right. Okay, cool, bro. This is why I your don't want your sucks. opinion. <laughs> like, yeah, can I, can I ask, so did she, she got a butt double? Yeah, that's a common thing that happens in Hollywood. Okay. I kind of want it to stop happening. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know the I butt kinda, doubles. I kind of very much would like for us to stop giving people butt doubles, but you know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> one step at a I time, mean, I guess. Well, especially with the costume that that she's wearing, it's not very uh, flattering in that area. I'd say. Okay. Um, and you know, for some, I'm sure for a few particular shots, they thought, let's round that out a bit. For, is it, for, is it wrong to both wish that that weren't a thing, mm-hmm. uh, um, and also wish that I had one? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, Al actually is a yeah. good. Uh, I'm a uh, lady. Oh, I've, I've been called in for. I've been, I actually do some butt double work on the side. I got that. Every time, every time I, I turn around to pour a beer at mm-hmm. the bar, if if there were a way to just kind of like yeah, in. just kind of yeah. Right. I actually here's the thing. Part of me says, okay, having a butt double really. Then can we just discuss the the cinematography and why that shot was necessary? At the same time, as a man who appreciates a good ass. I mean, I'm glad that those people with amazing asses are getting work because good for but them. Here's my point, though, with this. <laughs> like, I'm thinking about the economy here. If they can de-age Samuel L. Jackson by 25 years for the entirety of the film, yeah, like he can't they CGI in a little curve? He didn't have can a we face just, of a, Well, here's the problem, though. They, and like, I, we like, can go, we can go, we can go really deep down the rabbit hole of, like, why all butts are good butts and she shouldn't need a butt double because mm-hmm. you should just accept Brie Larson's ass the way the fuck it is. Right. But, you know, we don't have time for that because but, we've got a long episode already, so... Or you just you just ask any Instagram model, how do you Photoshop your butt? <laughs> and they'll, no, stop Photoshopping I, your asses, everyone. I, I want to be clear here. Brie Larson, if you're listening, I love you just the way you are. <laughs> I love your ass. Regardless of your ass, I don't care. I'm sure it's wonderful. He prefers you outside of the suit. I, and well, I, I, also with Brie Larson, people are, are attacking her acting and specifically her face acting that she's got a non-expressive face. Uh, the first time I ever encountered her was uh, on The League. She was the au pair and that's a, a hard, broad comedy, that show. Right. Yeah. And she did amazing on that show. And then the next time I see her is in The Room. Yeah. Uh, the mean, first, that's see, a bit of range. The first time I ever uh, encountered her was, uh, what was it, United States of Terra? Yeah. So funny thing about The League. Um, I've heard interviews with uh, Nick Kroll mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and with, uh, who's, the, who's the guy who plays the cooler guy? And he is actually a writer and producer is really talented Which, and does a lot of serious work, but define cool Mark, uh, doesn't matter. Mm, doesn't matter. One of the main guys. Uh, and then, uh, and then her, uh, all regret and don't really like being in the league. 
Really? Really? Yeah. That was a great show. I mean, it was it, stupid, it but was, it was great. It was, it was funny. Yeah. It may not have aged well. It yeah. didn't age well. It it came out not aging well. It came <laughs> out of the womb, kind of yeah. <laughs> a little old. Yeah, came out on social security. And, and I laugh, like I laugh when I watch it. But mm-hmm. all of them were like, "Wow, we we kind of have a lot to say as artists," and I'm just not sure this was should be my coming out party. Right? right. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Dan? Everyone that said she has a static face, I mm-hmm. bet they're all Nicolas Cage fans. Oh God! Well, that's a, yeah, I was thinking about well, the sound effects. Like, so he gets you, passed. Yeah, right. If you look at, I mean, if you look at any of them, like look at any male actor in an action movie. Yeah, their faces range from like I'm in pain, I'm being stoic, mm-hmm. I'm brooding, I'm brooding, I'm angry. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 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 and then there's that one moment where they have to look like they care about whatever mm-hmm. the love interest was. But they really look like they're just like holding in a fart. Yeah, when they're and trying to look emotional. Yeah, isn't film acting supposed to be about subtlety? Yeah. So, uh, what are the quick look up? What are the comments about Nicolas Cage's face acting and his last? <laughs> Ooh, I'm on it. <laughs> Not the bees. Nicolas Cage looks very stoic in this movie. <laughs> my, my favorite thing that she's done though is uh, people were saying that she doesn't smile enough. Don't you love that, Liz? Oh, it's my. F- Favorite. I actually, and did you see where they slapped the smile on everybody? So yeah, she did that. She, oh, her, that was her. I don't know if awesome. she personally did it or if she had somebody do it for her, but she photoshopped on smiles into all of the men's faces on Marvel posters. The Captain so you, America one is terrifying. Oh, oh my God. God. It's, it's the Winter Soldier. Oh <laughs> my got God. Big shitty and grin. Oh my God. It was, it was unsettling for the dark world. <laughs> this is how the Joker got to start, yeah. right? Like it was, it was creepy. All right. So, uh, uh, I'm uh, moving on. Yep. Would you like to low jack your children? <laughs> sorry. Yes. Uh, so Al, I am telling you, not enough people know what that means for you to oh, just no. throw it's it out there and not put any any framing around. Really? It. I thought is low jacking not a thing anymore. We don't say low jacking. I mean, right. no. Here's the thing. Low jacking was this thing you did to your cars back in the day, where you <laughs> you put something on them so they would know where so if some if they it was were a stolen. Yeah, it was uh, like like Kleenex, and uh, uh, you put on your car, and you would be able to find where your car was and shut your car off from a, from a distance. You cannot shut your children off right. with this device, though, so it's not a great metaphor. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's that's you gotta you gotta ki- um, the next level of Kickstarter for that to happen. Oh, that's your stretch goal. <laughs> stretch goal. That's it. We'll we'll zap them and they'll just pass out. <laughs> uh, so this is what it is. So basically, what you're gonna do is you're gonna put a small beeper on your child. So uh, it's a little device. It looks like it's maybe a couple inches tall. It's called, uh, this is called Geobit, J-I-O-B-I-T. And so what it is basically is you give your kids, you put this on your children. Liz has lost her shit over (laughs) there. I'm sorry, I'm Googling all the posters with the Photoshop smiles. This is fucking gold. (laughs) (laughs) Is the name for this already too close to Geobit? Yeah, <laughs> Geobit, yeah, yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, so you put this this little thing, and it's very small. It's a couple inches, and you, you can attach it to your kid. Like they, the the commercials show them like on a on a, a shoelace or in a pocket or attached mm-hmm. to their their belt or whatever. And then it put, uses a combination of Bluetooth, GPS, cell phone, and um, ooh, I'm missing one uh, to, to ping Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi, thank you. Uh, Use all four of those to be able to track where your kid is so that if your kid gets lost or stolen, uh, you can get a refund. So <laughs> um, if I'm recalling correctly, much like yourself, and it's like 150 bucks to get a new one. Right. Uh, but, but what do I get? What do I get back for the kid? 
Uh, no, that's that's what you get. pay for a new kid. Oh, oh ooh. to get a new kid's right. gonna be one hundred and fifty. So what a lot of parents are gonna do though is they're gonna intentionally lose their kids and then try to get a new one to see if they can get an upgrade. Uh, but that, so wait, where does this thing go? Because uh, I was I was not paying attention. Right the up the kids. <laughs> so this goes. Right? In I'm the like, ch- well, seriously, it's like if they're gonna get kidnapped and this is like attached to a cell phone, then yeah. wouldn't the kidnapper just throw the phone off the window? No, no, no it's, it's, well, it's not. The thing is, it doesn't really. It's really kind of nondescript. So you could attach it to like you could put it in their pocket or attach it to their hip or it's going do straight in the underpants. And, uh, a, and, a, and a smart kid, because if Al was a kid and had low jack, you know. What would the first thing he would attach it to some random dog, the neighbor's dog? Absolutely. And then he'd be gone. Like this is Ab- the number one way now. For Absolutely. Well, no, see, that's, that's, that's a rookie mistake though, because then yeah. the, you can't control where the dog goes. That's true. What I'm going to do is pay a kid five bucks to hang on to this and sit there. That's what I would have done at the library. Yeah. Wherever it is, I'm supposed to be here. Take this. Here's five bucks. I'll be back in an hour. Right. And then I'm gone. That, uh, putting the change uh, return at the pay phone at the library. Oh yeah, yeah. nobody will ever. You got to find a change return at the library. Also, every single time I've seen a payphone in the last ten years, which has been like three, but I always check for change. Yeah, oh, that's how you get AIDS. I know because they hide the hyperdermic <laughs> needles with AIDS on them, but I don't care. You know that old tale. That is legit. You don't remember that one? That one, there was that like like they hide oh, the needles. Here's what they say. They, the other one, the razor was, blades and the apples. Razor blades. Oh, don't either. forget the flat. Like if you see somebody driving with their lights off. Oh mm-hmm. right, they're totally gonna kidnap and you. you. Gang and you flash no, your, it's a gangbanger. Yeah, if you flash okay. your lights at them, that's a gang initiation piece, and then they're obligated to track you down and kill you. Okay, yeah. right, right, right. Sure, right. sure, sure. That's what I want to know who the hell's got the time to go around with with like hyperdermic needles with with like like diseases on them like the live HIV virus right and you know much work it would be to try to position that inside of a goddamn change return like that's (laughs) it's like the uh, the now everybody's going to give out edibles at Christmas and get your kids high oh yeah no they're not that shit's expensive so expensive and it's so hard to get it in non-legal states get out of here I'm not handing out my weed candy The, the whole like the whole dare program is based around scenarios that would absolutely destroy destroy the drug industry <laughs> economically. I mean, it makes no financial damn sense at all. I did love that one too. Like, Hey, Hey, you want some weed? No, man, I'm good. Okay. Okay. That was it. Also, <laughs> that also was... It's like if I am handing your kids little edible gummies, you are, s- you're welcome. Yeah. Because that, that motherfucker gonna is going to sit down and not bother you for like three hours and then go to bed. He's going to sleep he's hard and no nightmares. Some, right, he's going to ask for some ice cream. That's exactly what you want on Christmas. <laughs> sleep and no nightmares. This <laughs> Halloween, I'm eating all my kids gummies for safety reasons. Yes. <laughs> Just crossing your fingers as you go through it. Deputy, <laughs> Deputy Dirk made me act out the cold shoulder. Who? Oh. No. Oh, Cold wow. shoulder was one of three versions of how you could say no to drugs. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that eye, con- eye contact, w- it was all over at the point where you made eye contact. I yeah. think Deputy Dirk thought very highly of his persuasive abilities with it if you just oh. looked him directly into the baby <laughs> yeah, grounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's... <laughs> <laughs> I just... I'm trying to think of all... Because I've had a lot of friends that have engaged in various controlled substances. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to think of the number of times I have been offered anything. And I believe it is three... And it's usually uh, this. This was this was the hard sell I got. You want some? Nah. All right. Cool. More for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, that was like that was it. Like, you should watch the. Uh, I'm addicted to Adam ruins everything, and Adam ruins yes. everything does a whole episode on the Dare program and how it literally, like, it actually makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. you like give all this like information about all these different drugs and Let kids, me say, kids are curious. Oh my god! You know what's so true though? I really wa- I've always wanted to try LSD because of the Dare program. <laughs> the most effective thing, the most effective. I, I've done 
you know, pastoral counseling with people who are, who are addicts on something or another. And that, the, really the most effective thing you could do in D.A.R.E. program is just for an hour, just say, hey, so death is not a thing. It's not a thing. That's the most effective way that you could keep anyone from, from you know. I'm not following. From finding any kind of escape, finding any kind of like later in life, uh-huh. like starting to explore. Oh. Like, yeah, uh, death isn't a thing. Hmm. It's just not a, or, or, you know, depression. That's, that's not a thing. <laughs> um, I think this is effective. Somebody get on, somebody get there on the phone. Uh, let's, let's explore. So anyway, so geo bit though, uh, Dare headquarters, the, I, I mean, imagine it's just that lion and the shirt. What was the lion's name? I don't care. Uh, the, with the geo bit here, probably Leo. They're not very creative. That's true. I'm going to go with Darren. <laughs> He looks like a Darren, but I bet it's Leo. <laughs> but then he'd be a donkey. Come on. Uh, so the 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 geo bit. Would you would you use this? You as your parents? Would you would you low jack your kids? Okay, so I've got a three year old and a ten year old. My ten year old won't go outside. <laughs> so there's no so no use for this thing. All right. My three year old. Oh my maybe. god! I made it up, and his name is fucking Darren. Oh I'm my god! N- I like was nice. trying to be funny, and his name is Darren. Oh my god! Anyway, go All on. All right, so. Uh, Maybe like if I my, if I watched the Lovely Bones one too many times. Oh no, that know, movie is so bad. Then maybe I would really be interested in it, but uh, nah. No. Nah. What about you? Would you ever lowjack your kids? Hell no. Like I can't say it hard enough. Like I I want to know where my kids are less. Right. <laughs> like, like they reach that point where it's like, okay, you can you are. Five years old, you are self-sufficient. You won't now die just, just because. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not saying I've gotten the world at five, but I mean, I'm just saying like they reach that point and from there, it's just, it's just downhill. It's like, I want less and less responsibility for you between now and 18. Like they did. Those lucky children. Well, they need to learn. It's a direct correlation. Like they got to have responsibility for themselves as uh-huh. well. It, you know, it's called, See, being good, I know, it's called being a good parent, guys. I know times are different than when I was a younger child growing up, but like how much different really? A lot. Yeah. I know. I, I disagree. I disagree. I think, so I, I disagree think, vehemently. I think that there's like d- the media sensation. Again, I always bring it back to media sensation. I think shit's the same and we just pay more attention to it now, which there makes, is this, which makes a, everybody goes. Ooh. Yeah. So I, and, and that's a factor. And my parents did it right where they knew that I was kind of the rebellious one and they knew that the tighter they pulled the leash, the harder I was going to try and bite it off. Mm-hmm. And like they gave me probably what was like feigned freedom. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like oh, that's I, the I, best. I thought I had a lot of independence and I thought oh, I had a lot for. of freedom. Because you don't tell see, the kid see, what it's for. But you see, just... but that's the thing is because I did stuff that I knew that my parents weren't going to approve of, but mm-hmm. not like too far because I knew that I was like on my own and making my own choices and they trusted me just enough to like make at least somewhat good choices and I never... And I'm not saying like, this does not work for everybody because some kids are just no, they stupid. Call, they now call it free range parenting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's... it's so, it's what I so do. No, I, I mean, w- if I, I lived not. in New York City and I was letting my kids ride the, the subway, yeah, I'd get one of these. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You know? I think, yeah, Living it's, it's in, situational. Uh, but a but suburb of Orlando? No. In the suburb of New Jersey that I grew up in, like, I don't know. I like, I don't, obviously don't have children of my own, but if I did, I would like to believe that I would not want to do this because. I will say, I don't for know. me, so I think that creates more. For me, it was, it's tempting. Uh, there is definitely this yeah. part of me that wants to do that. But the other part of me says n- no, because I need to, I need to, I, the kids, the kids have got to have enough freedom to, be able to go do, to go to their own shit. We were actually at universal, uh, at, uh islands of adventure, the Jurassic park section. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they've got this giant 
kids play area in there and there's only one way in and one way out and they just giant maze thing running around and i let my kid go and 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 like he really wanted to go off on his own and he's five and i was like okay you can go off on your own i had another adult it was good so i let him go off and like again it was feigned freedom like i was still kind of tracking where he was and i was kind of staying there and I gave him about him. I gave him about thirty seconds or so. When I came around the corner, and he is screaming, crying, terrified. Oh, he doesn't know no. what else is going on. Yeah. He still talks about it. Like months later, he talked about the time That's that he how got you lost. abandoned me. Right. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, I think, but I think that right there is the most effective. Like you want to go running off, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when you ran off? How'd that shit go? I, I do this with my, I mean, I don't have children, but I do this with my dog at the dog park where I'll, <laughs> I'll throw a stick and then I'll hide behind a tree and then I oh, watch does her he, freak out. Oh, the poor dog. It's so funny. Okay. I do want to read the one thing. So part of this deal, uh, it also will let you know if they wander too far, which is fun. Uh-huh. Uh, so if you're like in a crowded spot, they wander too far away from you, then you could find out or you can use location tracking so you can see where they've been and follow them on like a little GPS piece. Oh, no. I think this would be better See? for pets. Uh, actually, they have it for pets as well. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite part here is you can get immediate alert when they wander too far. I'm reading from the website. Perfect for crowded and unfamiliar places or if they have a tendency to elope. <laughs> <laughs> what now? <laughs> and, I, and I saw that and I, I said, that's a typo. <laughs> and I did. I thought that and I said, elope must have a different meaning. So I looked up elope to see if there was a second definition other than running off to get married without telling people. There is not. <laughs> <laughs> so if your children have a tendency to run off and get married, this is a great way to keep track of what the Damn it, Hunter holds. again? <laughs> oh, I hope it's not like the web guy's joke. Alex, <laughs> so you may not know this, but in some states, you can get married at a very young age. <laughs> this is your fifth annulment this month. <laughs> like, hey, uh, I had a wedding that was two 16-year-olds. Little, Shut up. Oh. Uh, Little Years Aiden. ago, yeah. Oh, no. Little Aiden's mm-hmm. on his fourth wife this week. <laughs> so and his third husband, questions. though. So like, that's good. You know, that's yeah, like, yeah. For the parents in the room, like, it, it seems like the wager, I, I realize this looks different probably when you're an anxious parent or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not a parent myself, but like, it seems like parents make the wager all the time. Like, there's a .001% chance that something bad could happen to my kid. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're going to have this stop. We're going we're gonna to take this defense against that That will create this 100% chance that my kid's going to be neurotic. <laughs> <laughs> like when they grow up, like they're going to be neurotic. About the, and it seems like parents opt for the 100% neurotic it's, all the time. It's easy to do. Yeah. It is super, it well, is hard. It is hard to like, even when I was like, I knew where my kid was. I was no more than, 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 than 15 yards. And I had another parent standing near the exit. So even if I lost him somehow, he couldn't. I mean, we were safe. Yeah. And I still, the second he was out of sight in my brain, I'm like, he's gone. He's been kidnapped. He's been murdered. I'm never going to see my son again. <laughs> uh, like immediately, that's where your brain goes. <laughs> Let me ask you, how many of you have, have you, maybe, maybe some of you have done this. You might, you should have some friends that have done this, have gotten like the, um, the Nest doorbell with the camera. Oh or, yeah. Or mm-hmm. gotten a camera at home to watch the pets. Yep. All right. And what do people that have done that? What do they do? Like stare at it all day, s- literally all day, every chance. Oh, They're yeah. like, yeah. look, look, look. The mailman came to my door. It's like, well, yeah, no, that's his job. No yeah. shit. <laughs> like, look at my dogs. Like your dog is sitting in his dog pen where he belongs. Like <laughs> 10 minutes later, look at my dog. Yes, I know you're, you're fine without like, without getting too deep into my neuroses. Um, <laughs> I have some deep seated trust issues. And so my boyfriend trying to help alleviate my trust issues that have nothing to do with him. It's all my, you know, oh, psychotic, you know, nonsense. 
Um, you deci- GPSed him, didn't you? So he, no, he decided to, sh- he was like, let's location share on Google Maps so that that way you just always know where I am and you know that I'm absolutely not boinking a 19-year-old somewhere. Worst idea ever. Oh my God, I stare at it all the time. Like, yeah. Where are you? What are you doing? Yeah. What's mm. on that road? And oh, it turns out there's no reason you can't boink a 19-year-old at 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> or at the university you, library. You or just <laughs> ruined her relationship. <laughs> oh no. Why at Jemiah's oh, Ice? No, Why are you just, at Jemiah's? I just signed the lease today. Oh no. <laughs> that's it. You just ruined their goddamn relationship. Way to go. There's, that's the pastoral care for you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> In Target. <laughs> what were you doing at McDonald's? <laughs> I don't, no, that would throw me off because he doesn't eat fast food. So I'd be like, mm-hmm. Yeah, until the one day the oh, guy in the emergency room. I see now <laughs> where there's plenty of beds. Uh, <laughs> all right. So if your children have a tendency to run off and get married, low jack them. That's yeah. the takeaway. <laughs> all right, Jerry, this one's yours. All right. I did uh, research as I was at the trailer park with the false address to be here today <laughs> in my car. It happens. It was poor research at best. Mm-hmm. The gist of it seems to be that Jesus comes back to earth in this new DC comic or this DC comic that was proposed uh, and teams up with Sun Man. We don't know Is much that about any relation to Dayman. Nope. Damon. Okay, none of you went, oh, like and I'm really Damon? disappointed. I couldn't think of the pitches. Yeah. I was thinking Matt Damon. It's always sunny. And, okay. oh, anyway, go on, Jerry. Yeah, um, so the Sun Man, we don't know about his shady origins. Uh, <laughs> he, he does fight crime there. in the traditional ways by, uh, according to the graphic on this novel article, uh, by strangling the evildoers. Right. Uh, He's big on headlocks. Their gun. It seems that Jesus' method of solving crime is to shove baguettes down their throat. That's his body. Which is, which is so that, that's much. That's his body. <laughs> I, I want. To, <laughs> I, oh, this is. He shoves his body down. Increasing, <laughs> increasingly more problematic. I want. I want to note that is the most violent thing. Body of, of Christ. Any superhero I've I ever seen. I don't know. He seems to be a little into it. It's it's there's something vaguely uh, uh, say sadistic about it. Yeah. Well, and and from the description I read, Jesus is sent back to Earth because God is mad at him. Jesus, for getting God crucified. was upset because Jesus didn't do it right the first time. Right, yeah. and his real job, which so he, he fully misunderstood the first time, hero. was to, to go yeah. back and actually kick some ass. Right. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. He was he was also let's be clear the sidekick in yeah. this scenario. Yeah. I, mean, I want to be clear. I want to be clear. I don't. I don't obviously, I mean, you know enough about me listener. I don't side with the Christians who freak out about this sort of thing. Um, sometimes by accident, those Christians are right about a really shitty concept for <laughs> right. a comic book. Like they got this one, right? <laughs> Look, religious beliefs aside, this is just a really, it's a really <laughs> weird. Idea. No, I'm, has, not, has nothing to do with Jesus and everything it, to do it is, with. This is nah. how, this is how dumb people try to be provocative, right? Yes. Like, yes. And it's 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 not it's not thought provoking. There's no conversation that's that comes of it. Like there's no, yeah, like because because um, Christians are always saying that that Jesus couldn't fight crime and, and <laughs> like what I don't understand the the sort of intellectual fodder that this is meant to. Provoke. I will I will give it to them. At least Jesus has dark hair and tan skin. 
Oh, that's actually yeah. in this depiction. The uh, intellectual fodder is what the fuck DC? Right? Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, DC, DC there. there so the, we yeah, haven't done a damn at DC in a long yeah. time. Yeah, that's true. I mean, oh, we haven't had a damn at DC. <laughs> How homo erotic is just this photo. I mean, it's like, it's like killing joke on killing joke. Like, well, I like that. The sun looks like a butt. Also on, on Sunman's chest. Like he his, does. I like guarantee his, pec- his, his pectoral muscles are so large that the sun looks like a perfectly rounded tushy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, <I can't. laughs> so what happened was DC was working on this comic. Uh, so there was this, they, sorry, purchased the rights to this comic. Uh, and then some people got really upset about it. And so DC was like, Hey, uh, listen, it's not you. It's me. And all of those people over there. Yeah. Yeah. But they did give them back the rights to it. Which well, that's good. So they can. I, I did. I did. So the article so doesn't Nicholas go on to Cage say she's gonna play Jesus in the movie. Adaptation. Just a completely f- like face emotionless <laughs> Jesus shoving baguettes down people's well, throats. Can we just I'm, the baguette thing really bothers me here? <laughs> it's a, like because it's yeah he's it's big a, on bread, Al. Yeah, I get that. But the the, the history he's got nerd an in me. He's, he's, bread, he's somehow located this nineteenth or this twentieth century French archetype. Uh, right, right, exactly. And that's his major like weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this is said in modern times. They share an apartment. Oh, they do. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're carrying they're carrying guns. So well, I guess I should. No, have. the bad guys are carrying guns. Oh, yeah. so there is right. there is there is a some sort of relationship between Jesus and Sun Man that goes be, beyond the platonic. Oh, <laughs> okay. So it would be interesting to see if the Christians were more upset about that than the oh, fact gay that Jesus, Jesus are you is going me? around Ooh. killing people get with the, baguettes. Get or the torches and pitchforks out. <laughs> so <laughs> this is worse than Buddy Christ, right? Buddy oh, yeah. Christ. Okay. But, but here's the thing. Buddy, I think, now I, I'm curious you thought, Buddy Christ, who comes from the, dogma. Uh, from Dogma, uh, uh, which was uh, an incredibly blasphemous movie from one into the other. But once you have George Carlin as a bishop, you know that you're just going. But I thought that that actually did have some thought provoking moments. There was some intellectual Absolutely. that I thought was pretty intelligent. It was also incredibly blasphemous. Uh, and I laughed my ass off the whole time. But did you actually find did you find anything? Did you find any anything worthwhile in dogma? No, no, no. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. If, if something is intelligent, I almost mm-hmm. always do. Right. If, well, if so something me, yeah. is intelligent, like it always stimulates. I mean, Loki's my imagination alone. Oh, is Loki's a work of art? Awesome. Yes. And Alanis Morissette as God is amazing. <laughs> and of course, uh, uh, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Oh. I, I wanted to. They did. This article did not continue on to say whether these authors are taking the concept back and now believe in it enough that they're still promoting. This is they my, are. This is my question, right? DC paid money for this. Mm-hmm. They caught hell, right? But <laughs> someone at DC really wants us to get made. It's like, give it back to them and maybe they'll do it so I can read it. Right. Like, no, I absolutely. Oh, absolutely. They, they gave the rights back. Uh, uh, yeah. This has now got enough. This has now got enough behind it. There's a ton of, I mean, we talked with guys yeah. uh, like, like Caliber Comics and a bunch of the other, I don't know if Caliber would or not, but mm-hmm. uh, there's a bunch of the independent publishers that'll basically publish whatever you want. And you, you know? can publish an e-comic yourself at this point. Right. And there's enough people out there who will absolutely buy and read this. Mm-hmm. DC, DC should have stuck this in a cardboard box in the basement, you know, unmarked, never to be found again. You know, I, but they, they gave it back so it, could be, so it could be published. I already did. Oh, did you? Yeah. I can I be honest with you. Part of me wants to read it. Well, like, of course. Oh, all of me wants yeah. to read it. Yeah. yeah. I 100% think, I be clear, of me wants to read it. It's going to be garbage. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
but just kind of like my obsession with like B horror movies. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing this because I know it's going to be bad and I rate it on actually how bad it is. Iron sky. (laughs) My wasn't bad. So we all, we all know how the sort of people who outcry outcry, like we know Mm -hmm. what that looks like, but like when Marvel inevitably does their, their Buddhist version, (laughs) how do, how do Buddhists outcry? What does that look like? The the rage and the internet fallout really hard quietly. I'm assuming. I <laughs> see. <laughs> <laughs> for the most part, I'm willing to bet that the, the the majority of Buddhists would go, "You're a fucking idiot," and move on. Like that I, seems to be I, like the I've seen a, no, but I, I see Buddhist. But that's a very that's a very Western understanding. Of, like there are some Buddhists out. You go you go yeah. out oh, to the Malaysia self-immolation and the, yeah, there the guys that some go, Buddhists, yeah. and not not just that, not just martyrdom. Like there's there's plenty of violent Buddhists in the world. It just, they're just factually there are that's. The hmm. U.S. The U.S. has an impression of of. Well, I mean, there's, there's really good Buddhism. I want to go on record and say that I'm not bashing Buddhism. Right, right. Well, I just because with the, the first tenet is that all life is suffering is supposed to release yourself from attachment to worldly stuff. So it, 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 it comes down to I mean, the, the, just sort of tribal lines drawn in India uh, or Malaysia okay. or whatever. Just well, it's it's factual. Well, it has nothing to do with the listen, spiritual. There is a lot of interesting information being offered for this episode. Yeah, see, I'll remember your Street Fighter Two history. Right, Saget was Buddhist. Oh, that's he, he is the worst of the worst. He messes everybody up. That's true. He was the most dangerous. Yeah. I wonder if I, w- I want to know if Tell if, the Blanca. I want to I want to I want to if Saget and Dawson had a like a had like a, a religious confrontation Ooh. as well as a physical confrontation. Mm. I just wonder if 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 Ryu and how was, pissed was, are the Hindus that their representative was fucking Dawson. <laughs> well, is, is is Ryu more mad that Ken stole his moves or that uh, you know Saget did? Ooh. Okay, these are the deep philosophical questions that demand answering. What you come In here the for? meantime, <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Jesus DC comic, not going to happen. That's the end result there. Uh, uh, not going to happen Yet. from DC. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And other news, I'll be at uh, Megacon this year as Sunman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Jesus. Uh, my mentor actually has a uh, has had he's been a he was a youth minister for he is a youth minister been a youth minister for 30 years 40 years something like that and uh, he collects tacky Jesus stuff oh, and man. his collection is phenomenal one of my favorites though is he took a bunch of uh, wrestlers mm-hmm. uh, like the little like they're about an inch tall and they're like all like the macho man looking wrestlers all the what bipacks and ripped or whatever else and he put he put tiny little robes like white robes with a red sash on every single one of them so that they all were a bunch of like, like incredibly ripped Jesus's and it's hilarious. Uh, anyway. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to do greatest moments of geek of the last 30 years. So starting from 1989 till today, uh, today would be February 20th, 2019. So across those last, the, the last 30 years, what are the greatest moments in geek? So we've each got a list of five here. The four of us, um, uh, uh, Jared, as I mentioned, is our litmus test. If he doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, it just, it sucks. And that's all there is to it. So, uh, Jared is the only one whose opinion actually matters here. So screw the rest of you. The, uh, so we'll share our ideas. This is not actually a competition though. Oh, so I'm going to change got- my fifth one. I didn't know we were doing greatest moments. I thought we were just doing biggest moments. Cause my last one is not a great moment. Well, That's I well. mean, <laughs> if it, look, infamous is still, you know, no, it's not infamous. It's just go no, on. I, now I want to know, know what it is. Uh, so we're going to compare. I'm sure there'll be some overlap. So we're just going to discuss those. So uh, uh, who wants to, you know what? Let's do this. And do you guys have dates for yours? Uh, I tried to do mine in chronological order, but I don't have dates. Okay, that's fine. Mm. All right, so then let's uh, let's just start with your what, what, give us your number five there, uh, producer. Um, I'm going to go chronological order. For okay. Mine. Um, so uh, I'm going to go with uh, May 
6, 2002, SpaceX is born. Ooh. Elon Musk brings privatized space travel to reality um, and uh, pioneers the uh, idea of reusing rockets. Which is something that... So do you think SpaceX exists if Obama doesn't kill the shuttle program? Yes. Okay. That's what I've kind of wondered. Like, without the privatization, without them stopping the government-funded space program, mm-hmm. does private industry really get into the space program the way that they are now? I have zero doubt that SpaceX was driven by Elon Musk's ego. Well, and actually, <laughs> it would have been <laughs> driven by his ego one way or the other. Yeah. yeah. Obama yeah. didn't take office until 2008. Eight. Exactly. And this happened in 2002. Yeah. yeah. And everyone knew that the shuttles oh, were, that's right. they were end of life. You know, they're on their last leg. And yeah. the, in the ni- late 90s, they were their oh, last yeah, leg. Oh, no, they, so. yeah. They, they passed their expiration date exactly. forever ago. I guess I am interested to see. You're right. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. But I wonder what the... I wonder, like... But, but he wasn't the first one to start talking about this. He was the first one to really concrete it. Yeah, because Virgin had talked about it mm-hmm. for forever. Yeah. And right. Boeing had talked about it. And there was plenty of other companies talking about it and trying to lay the groundwork. But he made it a reality. Okay, let me ask it like this. Would it have been as successful if the government had not shut down the space shuttle program? Yes. Okay. I don't know about that. Because it hasn't replaced the the shuttle program by any means. We still use Russian shuttles to get to the space station. Only until we get... But but they're working on the Dragon capsule with SpaceX, which would then... Right. I mean, we're 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 still not there yet. We're we're not excited about sending... And the end goal is Mars. Right. Well, that's true. But I mean, it's not like American. We're not excited to send our uh, America, our astronauts to Russia for launching. Like that's exactly. not right. That's not something that the American government's like super proud of. <laughs> like that's and they're going up in like forty year old and right. listen, <laughs> SpaceX sends. They don't got the Dragon capsule yet, but they send they send a lot of rockets up. Yeah, and they have been for years. So it's the, the government not sending those rockets up means someone from the private industry filled that role mm-hmm. instead of another country like Russia. In the interest of the fact that four of us have five things to talk about, Eli, what's your number one? It's fair because this is going to take three. No, it's going to take a while. Yeah. Whoa, no, Liz, <laughs> strap in, Liz. We're only an hour and eight minutes into the episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're just getting warmed up. What's your number five, Eli? Oh, I, I didn't really do them like that. Well, then pick order. one. Uh, but chronologically, let's start with um, this is the year 1993. Uh, Doom was released oh. by 90 Software. The original video game that made kids violent. That's yes. right. That, right. Was, right. that was all the outrage after uh-huh. Columbine. Uh-huh. The, <laughs> the reason all this cascaded downhill, Doom started it. Which Doom. also paved the way for Doom 2, which was probably the first original like online game. See, I'm going to argue Wolfenstein, though, man. I didn't say it was the first. It is the premiere. It is the one that changed the landscape. God, and it was also okay. just terrifying. That's, that was the beginning oh, of like, the shit out of like anxiety-inducing video games right? for me. It was just like, let's around the fucking corner. Terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it was. <laughs> terrible movie. Uh, what you got? Number five. I've got June 23rd, 1996, the release of the Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. Now, why the 64? It's I, you hear me. You hear me talk about this all the time. Yeah. The, the, That's true. That the, was your was, system. It was literally a game changer. It wasn't my system. It wasn't my first system. It's just it it it, it brought about a whole new way of gaming. I think. I mean, the three dimensional concepts. Yeah, three dimensional gaming. Computers oh, yeah, weren't even sixty four bit until the two thousands, and Nintendo did it first. Yeah. That's true. I challenge anyone to produce a lower record on Sunny Beach on Wave Race. <laughs> I, challenge, I challenge anyone. 
That's his dude. That's his thing. You know what? We need I to find. I might take you up on that challenge because I I, I had those corners people up on some way tight. <laughs> Did okay. you know that? Did you have the dolphin cheat code? Who did no, no, I didn't play around no, with not that. No, for your record, it was just fun. Oh, see no, now it did not. Now, now we, we need to get Matt in here. Uh, he does the he Ooh. does the he's the speed runner. Yeah. So he'd be the one to know. You should look up though. Have you ever looked up what the record? The, the, I guarantee there is a world record for that t- for that game. I'm yeah. sure there is. Truthfully, I can't remember mine, and I wish I could because. Dude, we need to get I would back really out. want to know how close you need I to was. get back out, man. You need to figure gotta, that out. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get back into. I gotta get back into shape. <laughs> yeah, wave, wave runner. It's never too old. Yeah, the Twitch. We gotta get the Twitch, man. It's hard to do. Uh, mine, 1989. Although I could not find a month for it, which is a little annoying. AD and D Second Edition drops. So that's Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Second Edition. That is the edition of Dungeons and Dragons that makes it. Let's call it mainstream. You think? You think so? Yeah. Ooh, we got some contention then. I think sec AD and D good. That was our first. Well, that was our first. That was ours. This is this is a man with a completely distorted definition of mainstream, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, it is. It is what you're I, so far gone. You're not, <laughs> I just got burned. I failed it. I have nothing about Dungeons and Dragons on my list, but I think well, wow, me neither. But dungeon, but I think wow. <laughs> dungeon, <laughs> uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, paves the way for a lot of other geek stuff. Yeah. I mean, it is the that is the harbinger of doom, and I think that uh, we wouldn't have Stranger Things without it. We wouldn't have a lot of things without it. Just oh like, my god! You go, okay? It's like super like side note. I have to bring in my Oculus Go so that you guys can do the Stranger Things game because no. Oh my god! It's so scary. They can do it. I'm good. I'll do it. Uh, you're up. All right. So uh, next in my chronological order. June 29th, 2007, the very first iPhone is released. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. All right. God, I remember how much I hated on the iPhone when it was first released, too. And Emily, too, was my, my, probably my favorite part of the release of the iPhone was how hard she was just like, how stupid. Why do you need your music on your phone? And now she's like kept up with every single model. <laughs> like she's in line on the release date. And even if you're not an <laughs> iPhone user, right. if, if you have a smartphone, you owe it to the first iPhone. Who is more, who's more tied to their iPhone than your average sorority Becky? And if the answer is no one, how can geeks claim that? Like, <laughs> well, why do you geeks get to made it? Because it started, yeah, it started off. You know, right, Becky didn't make the iPhone. <laughs> well, <laughs> Becky, I'm sure you're a wonderful person and you have other gifts. Yeah, well, but I think to your point, though, the iPhone and, and some of the technology came out right around that time was when the nerds suddenly suddenly became it became the, the whole geek chic, you know, mm-hmm. thing the geek yeah. shell because, the earth. because what you suddenly needed was somebody who could figure out what to do here. Like, mm-hmm. how yeah. do I make this work? What do I do? And that was I mean, I think it happened just before the iPhone came out. It was as laptops and mm-hmm. and those, but with smartphones all of a sudden, boom, if you could figure out how to get a girl's phone on the Wi-Fi. Bro, you were in. That was it. <laughs> hey, that was hey, it. You hey, were in. Hey, Becky, did you know that if you use two fingers, you can do something different with your phone? Did <laughs> <laughs> you know that if you use two fingers? Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway. no, I think I think that that is probably the one of the most monumental. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. I didn't choose that one because I was kind of partial to my my uh, trio. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it was the worst one ever made. I Well, the thing, too, is I remember I, I've never liked Apple. I've never liked them. But I held the iPhone for the first time and clicked through it and was like, oh, son yeah, of a yeah. bitch. Like, this is, well, this what really is incredible. Me off was like three months before it was announced, I had just got the new ESPN phone. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had their own phone on their own service. It was attached to Verizon but it was like their own phone service and you could get all the scores and it was amazing. Listen, and then the iPhone I, comes out and it's like completely out. I got that. I also got that on my beeper. Okay. So let's not. <laughs> yeah. And it had the logo. It was no, great. The best part about the original iPhone was didn't it have like a wood grain no. like background. So it looked like all the icons. Oh yeah. Yeah. On a shelf. You know, that's what it yeah. looked like. That was I made it nice. Yeah. It was, was the, Give it to him. Mr. Jobs. Mm-hmm. Well done. Yeah. No, that was, that is a pretty massive moment there. All right. Uh, who's next? Eli. Oh, so, uh, uh, so, um, uh, I don't have an exact, um, year or date. Uh-oh. Um, I don't have time to look at it necessarily, but this would be the, the first time someone heard that you've got mail. <laughs> AOL. <laughs> That's the, inter- right. the internet would not be mainstream without Al AOL. Think, think of, <laughs> think of what the internet was pre AOL. Like it was BBS systems and, and nerdy college. I don't know. I don't professor. know what the internet was it, before AOL. Correct. No, I literally have no idea. 98% of people don't. So AOL brought it to the mainstream mm-hmm. in a big way. Ooh, 1989. The iconic you've got mail is heard for the first time. Wow. Ooh. Slide yeah. right in so there. Right in there. Right that's in nice. There. That's true. I mean, that's what, that's, I think what makes email start to become. I mean, think how prolific, like for us, early high school, mid, late high school, think how prolific, like instant messenger and yeah. like, friends that we would, that didn't even own a computer before that were buying gateway computers left and right. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Your gateway computer with your cow thing on. Yes. Yeah. With the cow thing. It also gave us what must love dogs or. Yeah. That, no, you've, you've got mail. You've got mail. You've got mail. It's called you've got mail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was a. Really, really bad version of when Harry met Sally. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That does not, by the way, age well at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> That's. Yeah, he was kind of an asshole. A little bit. <laughs> like he wrecked her shop. Like he still destroyed her love, her bookstore, <laughs> and was like, "But you can come work for ours." When's the last time you watched that movie? Yeah. Her her dreams and personality were completely fluid, and that's true. Could be. <laughs> I couldn't just tell you molded in details yeah. of yeah, that movie. I mean, shoot, this was what the early '90s, so the female was just a plot device, right? Yeah. Exactly. There's just a, it's an end goal, like some treasure at the end of a video game. Sure, 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 sure. Princess Peach. Exactly. <laughs> Damn plot exactly. device. You found a princess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's oh, see here. Liz is next. Liz, oh, you're next. Uh, so I've got November 14th, 2001. This is the release of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone in theaters. Not just the release of the movie itself, but for me, this I got real specific geek on this one was the first time that Alan Rickman turns around and you see everything that you ever pictured Snape to be when you were reading the books perfectly personified on the screen. Yeah. Uh, Hands down, one of my personal best castings. I was like, it's a seraphim. Yeah. Yes. I was like, why is there a Russian gangster in this movie? <laughs> Hans Gruber is a, uh, he's a wizard. Best crossover ever. <laughs> he, <laughs> but no, I'm I'm one hundred percent. That yep. is legit. Yep. Yeah, I mean Harry Potter was already becoming Well, we don't need your validation, we need Jared's. That's right. Oh, that's true. I, mm, I, I don't have you, have you pottered any Harry at all? I have. I, I got most of the way through book four and I, I didn't care about the wizard children 
I didn't. I have a. I have. First of all, I have a, a sort of aversion to books where they're in training or they're in school for something and they never actually get to the thing that they're in training for. Mm-hmm. Like that bothers me to no end when they never actually graduate and then do the thing. Oh, it, oh. I don't know. That's just a personal thing. Fantasy is not for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There are a, no the the Patrick Rothfuss, mm-hmm. the King Killer Chronicles. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't bother me at all because okay. he's a brilliant writer. His, Still waiting his, on Saved every by the single bell, word on every single page engages me. <laughs> the rat race ears. Yeah. <laughs> Saved by the bell, just like in a, in a dead end job, struggling, <laughs> fighting with Kelly every day, and hating his fucking kids. <laughs> the bell is when he checks out at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, that's oh. awesome. So, did you, so did you watch any of the movies? I watched, I think, the first one and the fourth one. Okay, at some point, just yeah. skipped over the ones in the middle. Yep, I don't. I. Uh, the, the don't la- care. The later ones are much. Care. Later ones are much darker and and better, except for the one where they all have uh, the 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 one where they're all trapped in love triangles. I fucking hate that one. I think that's. I've also had avid fans explain to me all the brilliant plot points, and I agree that they're brilliant. <laughs> Still don't care. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's really telling about human nature. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't bring myself to. I don't guy. know why. Yeah, yeah, I figured, I figured, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like me and Game of Thrones. I feel you. Uh, Ew. You don't like the Jags, do you? The Jags? Yeah, Jackson Jackson the Jaguars. Jag. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> For a minute there, I thought we might be soulmates. You were almost best friends. No, uh, I, I have goals. My, oh. <laughs> my second pick comes in. Uh, all of mine, like I have a bunch of old ones. I mean, I've only got one that's after ninety-seven. So uh, November eighteenth, nineteen ninety-two, death of Superman comic drops. It's like your Ooh. shorts, right? <laughs> uh, death of Superman. I wait, think. Yeah. He, wait, his shorts dropped or no? What? He's never bought shorts since the nineties. Oh, I got like, Just yeah. the They're all, same old. Yep. Okay. Dave Matthews band. No, mm-hmm. I'm with you. He's just grown so much that his pants are now. A little short. Uh, they're not. I haven't gotten any taller. They've gotten tighter, but not shorter. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I but the death of Superman was one of the is the single Absolutely. biggest that is comic a, that book. Is, that you're right. That was everywhere. That was yeah. huge. Yeah. Did you have you seen the cartoon version? Uh, yes. That's so good. Yeah. Well, I've seen a couple of the cartoon. I think that's the new one. I think that's yeah. the first comic book I bought was a signed version of Death of Superman. Ooh. Did you wow. have you ever seen heard? Were you do you do you remember where you were? This is not how I'm going to win friends or influence people on your podcast. <laughs> I also don't like superhero movies. I, I don't. I, I'm not trying to be like. That's okay. You know, no. One the cool th- guy who's not into geek culture. <laughs> I, no, well, we or the never, Jags. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't, nobody, I don't get into nobody it. Nobody gives a shit about the Jags. Shut up. Uh, the <laughs> but you were not asked here because that, you were no. A geek. That Blake Bortles bit on uh, what's the show? <laughs> good uh, place. Good place. Yeah, good place. Bortles. That's brilliant. That's Bortles. such a brilliant. Oh my god! It's so good. It's so good. Let's talk about intelligence. That's, <laughs> that's the in two words they communicate this guy who's got this small world and this hopeless outlook, like no horizon at all. <laughs> and if he did have a horizon, it'd be flat. <laughs> so call back to the flat. Yeah, right. Anyway, uh, death of Superman. That was mine. Go ahead. All right. So Al, next Al, jokes are better when you explain them. Well, oh. this isn't going to go over well either because we're saying <laughs> <laughs> we're going from comic books to comic book movies. Uh, May 2nd, 2008. Iron Man, the beginning yep. of the MCU, specifically, yep. specifically the post-credit scene mm-hmm. yeah. when Nick Fury introduces him to the concept of the Avengers Initiative. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. so I have one that is very similar, so I'll go ahead and bring it out now. Okay. My only one in the 2000s, actually. Uh, April 27, 2018, Infinity War, yeah. which I think kind of comes along with the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's, there's harder... To, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find something 
that had a bigger impact on pop culture in general sure. and the geek world other than the MCU. Yeah. So, yeah, I did the culminate. You did the beginning. I did the culmination of all of that. When all of that comes forward in Thanos. I did something, seven. too. Do you have one in there? I do. Well, I have... Uh, um, I have two in the 2000s, and, and in the 2000s, I mean in the past three years. So I have Wonder Woman uh, release date, uh, June 2nd, 2017, and specifically for the record, no the record-breaking qualities of the movie mm. in general yep. and the you know the history that it kind of made in itself by being the highest-grossing film directed by a woman with a female lead, uh, the biggest superhero origin story, the biggest film directed by a woman, the best second weekend hold for a superhero film in 15 years, the biggest movie of summer 2017, like just... All of the records. Blowing mm-hmm. everything out of the water. Can I get honorable honorable mention for Smallville? Oh, yeah. Smallville came out in 2001, ended in 2011, and there wasn't a TV show. I think Green Hornet was the last superhero TV show in 1966. No. Yeah. The Adventures of Lois and Clark? Adventures of Lois Clark. It was in the eighties. The, oh. the Flash. They had a live action TV series. Okay. okay, but none of them hit. None of them hit like Smallville. Did. No, yeah. I mean yeah. to be clear. And actually, I think that there's the my come back to Wonder Woman. I think nothing encapsulates it better than the scene in No Man's Land. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially knowing that they wanted to pull that scene out. And that Patty Jenkins was like, "No, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Watch this. This scene is going to be the movie." <laughs> yeah, and I think that's you're yeah. absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Eli, did you watch? No, did you? So, are there any superhero movies that you've liked? I will not watch them. Okay, just I, oh. Sam, I, I am. will not. I watched. I I should probably watch Wonder Woman for the same reason. Like, I watched Black Panther so that I could like be enlightened. So you can be woke. So that I can. <laughs> well, did you see this? Like, I I I just I can't. That's. I mean, if well, it's not your jam, it's not your jam. I've been trying to get Dan to try D and D for thirty years, and I've still, and he still won't even. Yeah, I tried it twice. What do they mean when they say they come out with a new edition of D and D? Like it's a oh, notebook. Boy, did you and open a, a can of worms? No, oh, no. stop it's it. It's a notebook. Like it's <laughs> well, there are there are a bunch of rules that you can books that you can purchase to tell you how the game works and the rules and regs around the game, and they update those rules every about ten or so years, mm-hmm. and so that becomes a new edition. So you have the, guidelines. You can't just be. So like, you don't have I to. I rode my unicorn through the marshmallow field. Well, I guess that that probably is an D campaign. Absolutely. Uh, well, but the, but one of the first things I'll tell you in one of the major books, the Dungeon Master's Guide, is that the rules are all suggestions. You can do whatever you want. That's the whole piece. But for those that need, you know, depending on how much rails you need, how much guidance you need, which is my biggest problem with the Harry Potter universe, is what the you have a problem. You just say the right word and solve it. Yeah, the soft magic system. Just well, I mean, I think I feel like that's why J.K. Rowling just keeps coming out with all this new stuff. Like, did you know that up until this point, wizards just shut in the streets? Oh God, (laughs) (laughs) which was real. Yeah, that's the thing. That was real. All this ridiculous stuff came out after like the like everything was over, and I guess she was just like missing the attention. She was like, "Hey, by the way, Dumbledore is gay," and then like (laughs) she just like recently came out and like there was no indoor plumbing at Hogwarts. There was no indoor plumbing at Hogwarts, and they would just relieve themselves and then magic it away. Did they this, magically wipe too? I guess. Like, I mean, of course they did. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I want to know what the spell was for <laughs> excrement removal. I want to know. It's interesting. It, you can't magic it away internally. Yeah, right. You do like, have to. You have to, you, have to poop, you have to poop it first. That is. I, that's a good point. <laughs> Still got to go through with it. That's. On Star Trek, like, the next conversation, they were saying, do they just beam it out? <laughs> 
Is there just lots of shit floating? Oh my in space? god! Like yeah, like where? Like what planet does it get beamed to? Like <laughs> you just like end up there one day. Like oh, oh my god! Uh, Liz, you can't just beam it to a planet. <laughs> There's a range on teleporters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> there you go. That was my excuse, yeah. that, excuse me. I know it's embarrassing for you. It's super. It's more of a site to site transfer. <laughs> Come on. Uh, and so maybe instead of flu powder, they had poop. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, but a Harry Potter does look like somebody who built something amazing and then couldn't stop fucking with it. That's the way I, I don't even think it's about the attention. I think she literally just can't leave it alone. Like she's like, you know what I mean? Like when you like do a painting and then you come back like, Oh, just look at this. Oh, just look at this. Well, it's like, it's what it's, it's like the new trending meme now. It's like, we're like the new meme any more anyway is just like, you know, like nobody. And then it's like, or like, you know, and then it's a blank statement. So like, nobody's asking for any of this information. Then it's like JK Rowling. Dobby was transgendered. (laughs) (laughs) Dobby actually had sex with ducks in the third book, but we didn't write it in there. Like, (laughs) why are you putting all of this out there? Did it start coming out after her book for adults bombed? Yes. Yeah. I I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I'm going to parlay this. I'm going to parlay this into a career. (laughs) I'm I'm speaking more like Dumbledore than JK Rowling right now. I don't know why I'm turning her into like, like Dick, little little Dick Dick Van Dyke, like horrifically offensive English. (laughs) Elijah, what have you got? Oh, it's uh, me again. Oh gosh. Um, Oh geez. Oh, my third one. So a third, well, I had a uh, MCU one as well, which doesn't okay. matter. Well, no, no, share no, your no, MCU no, no, one. No, and I had it. a D&D one as well, but... You just said you didn't have any Dungeons & Dragons. I was... You did. Jared was saying mean things, so I didn't want to fess up to <laughs> also oh D&D. My God. <laughs> <laughs> share your D&D and your MCU one. No, MCU is similar, and D&D was... I went for a third. So no, third, third edition? edition? Yeah, yeah, in your 2000, CE 2000, mm. if you will. No, but my... What was your MCU one? What's that? What was the MCU one? The, the, just say it. The Marvel. Just Marvel? Yeah, yeah, just Marvel. Okay. Listen, I'm not, I'm the not MCU. going there. Got I'm it. not going there. We're going to MCU, all right? I, ha- I had several MCU-ish, you know, Smallville is my honorable mention. That's why I threw that one out there. All right. All right. So, uh, no, but my, my last unique one is uh, when uh, um, Sheldon and uh, Big Bang Theory, when Sheldon gets married, when he marries Amy. And this would be uh, last year, 2018. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Have, have we ever had a geek wedding on TV? I thought that, like, a, a, so I, honestly, I thought the true geeks sort of shat on Big Bang Theory because I it's thought I was the only person in the room. A depiction that of it's like a depiction of what geeks are like by you know non geeks for get non geeks. Yeah, well, the show is is it's a TV show, right? It's hams it up. It's it's right. Like, no, it's, 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 it's definitely written by true geeks and like, and it's factually accurate with everything they presents. Uh, they do. They've actually like had scientific breakthroughs on the show that have been proven in real life. I would have done Big Bang Theory. Really? crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All this and all of the all of the when you see the massive equations on the board, those are all actual real. real. Yeah. They have uh, so they have actual physicists on the show that write all that stuff. That's pretty yeah, legit. It's, it's legit. And I would have just done Big Bang Theory itself, but you know, it's the specific Sheldon Amy getting married is like, here's the two epitome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of like geek to man. It's a, it was a huge event. Like it was almost a season long event to get to that marriage. Yeah. I'm like, we just, that is like, as it doesn't go deeper than that. Like it, it really doesn't, you know, cause that's not just like, Oh, it's some MCU, which is mainstream type of geek. It's like the prototypical, you know, push up the right. glasses. Like, 
Well, and I think I think geeks hating on Big Bang Theory is a little bit like everybody hating on like Nickelback or Guy Fieri. Like, like we don't yeah. really know why we think it's bad. We just do. It's like we total just, hive mind. Oh, I know why like. we hate Nickelback. <laughs> Can I just tell you that I had a friend the other day. We were having lunch, and she said, "Guy Fieri." Oh no! I fell. Mush her face. I hyperventilated. I fell, and then I left her. I left her there, sitting at the table to pay the bill by herself. You know what? That's fair. So that that's justified. Uh, You were completely right to do that. Oh my god! All right, uh, what you got? All right, so my number four is um, Black Panther. Uh, again, for the awesomeness yep. of what it, everything that it stands for. Um, Did everybody see the uh, article that came out recently talking about the Killmonger's big last line at the end? Oh yeah, that that was that that line was what was the the Coogler thought they were going to cut it. He, he wrote the movie around that line yeah. essentially. Okay. Yeah. Well, he, uh, he, he thought they were going to cut it, and they said no, 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 more of that. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of fun facts about Black Panther. Uh, it was mm-hmm. the 40th highest grossing movie in North America, adjusted for inflation. Uh, 12th highest grossing movie of all time. Uh, fifth biggest domestic grocer, domestic grocer of all time. Second fastest grossing movie of all time and highest grossing movie from a black director. Also, it was nominated for an Oscar. I want to find the exact line here. Come on. Ryan Coogler's like, take that Spike Lee. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, poor Spike. So the line, so the line that they b- based the movie around, and the the one that they were concerned was going to get cut, comes from a Killmonger at the very end of the movie, and he says, "Just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage." And I can get why Disney owned Marvel would be, you know, you have a little bit of concern with Disney owned Marvel, yeah. but nope. But they had just seen what happened with No Man's Land when that almost got cut. Yeah, right. <laughs> that yeah. was the year before. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. So let's see here. I've got uh, up next for me, uh, August 5th, 1993, Magic the Gathering premieres. Ooh. Mm, nice. It's mm-hmm. a good one. Uh, so from Magic the Gathering, the important thing to say about this is from Magic the ba- without Magic the Gathering, you don't have Yu-Gi-Oh! You don't have Pokemon. You don't have... Uh, uh, you, I mean, Nintendo maybe doesn't make it at that point because Pokemon kept Nintendo afloat through some pretty lean years. Sure. Which means that the Switch doesn't happen, which means that the Wii doesn't happen, which means a lot the Connect doesn't happen because the Connect was Microsoft. Smash Brothers doesn't happen. Smash, I mean, the, <laughs> there's a lot of other stuff that kind of floats that, that kind of flows yeah. downstream from there, and it all comes back to Magic: The Gathering. I've been smashing so hard lately. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my boy. There's a. <laughs> Nope. A lot we could say uh, there. <laughs> go ahead. What you got? <laughs> All right. Um, we're almost at the anniversary. Actually, when this drops, it's uh, going to be the 10-year anniversary. Uh, February 22nd, 2009, Heath Ledger wins the Oscar oh. for his portrayal of the Joker. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Posthumously. Yep. God rest his soul. That Unbelievable was... role. That's legit. Yeah. Yep. Oh, there you go. Oh, I thought yes! you were like superhero movie. Yeah. Superhero movie one. <laughs> <laughs> On a super that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Actually, actually the whole that whole series is good enough that I, I forget about that when I bash on superhero <laughs> movies. <laughs> well, because he's a hero. He's not really a superhero, no superpowers. He didn't want to be a hero. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I, I I'm amazed. <laughs> I'm amazing. <laughs> it's, it's gotten to the point where I'll be walking around the house and anytime I say, I swear to God out loud, my boyfriend, no matter what room he's in, will just yell, swear to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually one of the first ones I wrote down because when you sent this topic, I had literally just finished showing my 10 year old that movie. Oh yeah. How did he take it? Oh, he loved it. Good. Yeah. He Good. can handle that. What you got? Oh, uh, you got them all. You got them all. You got yours. 
my f- my fifth one is not a, a great moment in geek, but it mm-hmm. is a moment that obviously will change the way you know geek is from that point on. Oh, I'm curious. And it's the death of Stan Lee. That was a huge oh, moment yeah. in, in geek culture. And mm-hmm. and yep, absolutely. You know, a yeah. part of geek died that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised no one said the line that I say probably more often than any other line, whether I'm building Ikea furniture or doing my taxes, it's working. It's working. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good line too. Look at you guys. Some geek cray coming in. (laughs) Uh, My last one uh, was actually March 10th, 1997. That was the premiere of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ah, nice. I, I consider doing the musical episode of Buffy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, man. The, I, I consider the silent episode the, of Buffy. Yeah, yeah. One, yeah. Well, and I just think Buffy Buffy the Vampire Slayer did so much for geek culture. Yeah. It did so much for women in geek culture. It was their first real, I mean, real big representation, especially doing a geek, a geek TV show with a female lead that wasn't hypersexualized. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That had complicated, intelligent female characters with real character arcs. Yeah. There is so much about Buffy that as actually the, the thing that aged the worst about Buffy was the special effects. Yeah. Uh, and, and the, the guys, the, some of the, <laughs> All guys, of the guys that she dated. Yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah, those were not woke except for the vampires and, um, and Xander's wardrobe. <laughs> Xander's wardrobe. Yeah, there's, Which is just Al's wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. No shame in this game. Uh, also, that phrase actually came from 1995. Yeah. Uh, so that was my dad. Buffy the Vampire Slayer was my last one. All right. So I knew somebody was going to say Stan Lee, and I wasn't going to be able to get through it, so I didn't do that one. Um, <laughs> I went the other way, because now that the patron saint of geek is gone, uh, we have to go to our, our next best, uh, Ooh, second best. representative. Mm. Um and on February 26, 2018, Kevin Smith survived his massive heart attack. Oh, yeah. Is he, is he number two after Stan Lee? In my opinion. I mean, I, th- I think there was obviously a, a, a competition there between him and Harwick for a while. Mark but, Hamill? Uh, true. I mean, but Mark Hamill, d- but he's, he's not, very specific. He's George Lucas? No, Hamill's no, an icon. He, he, he doesn't represent. Yeah. He just fell from grace. He fell from grace. I didn't know you could fall from grace. I thought (laughs) at some point, like you did something iconic and you're just grandfathered in. Well, yeah, but then Jar Jar. Well, and he kept, (laughs) he actually very similar to JK Rowling. Yeah. Kept fucking with with it. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he eventually kind of tell you. I don't want that to happen to JK Rowling. Kevin, I don't even like a product. I just like her as a person. I, I do too, and I, I would. I wish she would leave it alone. I wish she had a friend that would love her enough to be like, "Stop this! I care too much about you." Exactly. Like, you. You've done an amazing thing. Don't George Lucas this. <laughs> no more tweeting. But from uh, the '90s with uh, Clerks and Mallrats, where he brought comic books into the mainstream a bit, it introduced Stan Lee to yeah. a lot of people through yeah. Mallrats. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then became a comic book writer himself, and now his podcast empire of Smodcast. Um, you know, he, he definitely has done a, a lot for geek culture and continues to. And arguably the least obnoxious vegan that exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't think that's an argument. I think <laughs> I, he's absolutely the least obnoxious vegan that exists. He's, uh, he's still new to the vegan thing. Liz, give him some time. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, no, well, to he, be fair, that means he's the 10 trillionth most of, or he's the, he's the <laughs> <laughs> overall, <laughs> overall, exactly. But he's not doing it for moral issues. He's doing it so he doesn't die. Yeah, yeah he. Exactly. But that. But that. <laughs> that brings about a whole new level of like 
hierarchy. Yeah. Like, well, you know, my blood pressure dropped. This and blah, 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 because and have you been talking to Dan Cage? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and on yeah, his, yeah. I'm doing that because I know he's going to listen to this episode. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is he like the anti-vegan? Yes. Okay. On his uh, podcast. He'll uh, tell you all about it. <laughs> Fat Man Beyond. He um, did a, an amazing uh, episode about Stanley after his passing. And they, they record it live in front of a, an audience at a bar in L.A. And the entire audience was full of people that actually knew Stanley, had worked with him, had interacted with him, had done documentaries about him, and it was like a wake. It was amazing, and I, I cried for two hours listening to it. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, he's just done some amazing things for the culture. Um, uh, one of my favorite stories of his too is that uh, when he was first dating uh, this uh, young lady, uh, he said, "You know, you should really give comic books a try." And she was like, all right, just pick your best one. I'm going to go take a bath. Give me the best comic book that you think I'll like, and, and I'll give it a shot. And he gave her, uh, God, I forget what it's called. It was the, the first Harley Quinn and Joker Oh yeah, yeah. print comic. Uh, no, I'm not going to remember Bad Love. Good for you. Or Mad Love, Mad Love. Um, so he gave her Mad Love to read. She absolutely loved it and said, you know, if we ever have a kid, we should name her Harley. And now they've been married for like 20 years, and they have a daughter named Harley Quinn Smith. So... Awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Stan, uh, Kevin Smith and uh, glad he survived. I, Seriously. I'm starting to think of like people as I'm trying to figure out your whole hierarchy of like mm-hmm. patron saints of gate. Like that really interests me. Like where does like Frank Herbert rate? Where's Steven Ooh. Spielberg? Like where uh, high? Yeah. Both of them. Uh, yeah. Very high. But there's the ones I think if we're going to get into this, cause now, now you've got me thinking Yeah, there's the ones that I think, You've got guys like Stanley, the guys who sit at the top are the guys that influenced everything. Mm-hmm. And then you've Schuster got Stern Smith, Bob Kane, Bill Finger. Right. Well, and I would and I would Tolkien. Yeah. Uh 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 what's his name? Ah, C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um you've got some of like the the old school fantasy writers that his mm-hmm. writings influenced everything. And then you've got guys whose legacies will live on, like Guy, Gary Gygax, the guy who invented Dungeons and Dragons. But then I think when you get down to the more specific stuff, you guys got, got guys like Mark Hamill, who have done one incredibly iconic role. Two. And then, well, and then went on to do. Are you talking another. about his voice in the video game? Because. He's well. He's Mark Hamill does the voice. That was awfully damn good. Yeah. Well, actually, the Batman the animated series. Mark Hamill's the Joker. Okay. And that is to me the best Joker that's ever been. Same voice as in the video game. Yes. Yeah. yeah he did. He went on to voice the Joker for ever. I'm still mean, doing it. Still does. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you take a look at those, and then you kind of keep working your way down. And I think like, what's is that? What's the? Is there like a junior saint? Like a like a guy who's just like, I don't know what that would be. A pope. No. <laughs> By the way, in that Instagram meme where they change Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker hair, how sexy is he? <laughs> like, who knew? What? I didn't see that. Actually, if there's, you do a, side oh, by there's side. a meme where he's got a good haircut, actually, and he's he's an amazingly attractive human. Same exact face. <laughs> if you do a side by side comparison, Sebastian Stan, who plays uh, Bucky, the Winter Soldier, yes, and Mark Hamill, identical. People are actually like, there's a rumor online that he's like actually his son. <laughs> okay, now I got to find this Mark Hamill. Oh, Luke Just Skywalker uh, had no kids. Tallying on the board that I knew a geeky thing that Al yeah. didn't. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm not. I really want to see Mark Hamill with the. Here is this, is right here. Sexy Mark Hamill meme. Look at. Yeah, actually, yeah, he's not a bad looking man. I mean, he's he's he's, he's, he's getting up there. 
I mean, uh, he's, he's no he's, uh, Silver he, Fox Steve Carell. No. He is no Silver. Oh, daddy. <laughs> that blew my mind the first time I saw a picture of hot Steve Carell, uh-huh. and I was like, I'm so confused and <laughs> horny. What's going on? He, he's, still a, actually, he's still a virgin. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> he's just refined date, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> he's finally got it. He is a little, you know, was, all over the place with the hat and the I was cool re- cues and everything. But I was really partial to prison, Mike. All right, folks. So those are our top five, along with a whole bunch of other information you didn't want to know about. Let us know what you think of the comments. Did we uh, uh, cover any big ones that we did? We miss any big ones? Uh, There's any huge things that we absolutely should have talked about. No, we we covered every important moment in geek history. The end. That's what I thought too. (laughs) Starting with January 1st, 1989 forward. I'm talking to you. The jlmo.com. Conan the Barbarian was pre was pre 1989. Yeah. So. There you go. All right. Uh, shall we do some, uh, should we pay some bills? Do some Patreon? Yeah. Let's do, do this. All right. So uh, up first, the jlmo.com. JLMO, of course, our favorite local art- uh, author. Uh, who's also artist. And also artist. McShane, McMurder, McMinnie, McMystery series, uh, book six on its way. She's telling me. I get updates on this. Ooh. She now has been updating me, especially because I told her that we were we were wrapping up. Yeah. Uh, so she's, How embarrassing if book six wasn't done by the time we ended the show. It, I don't think it's going to make it out, but we will. <laughs> listen, dear listeners. Put the pressure we on. We will let you know when it does. I don't care if the show's gone. We will come back and let you know. We'll keep the Facebook page running. Hell yes. Uh, so I have, uh, however, for my uh, book recommendation this this week, uh, Foundry Side by Robert Jackson Bennett. So Foundry Side is I've been looking for a good just I just wanted a, a, a good fantasy story, and I found one with a steampunk kind of twist to it, Ooh. and it was fantastic, um, awesome. the 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 main character is is really interesting. She's got a strong background uh, and a strong storyline to her, and and she's she's just incredibly interesting to read. The world building is really strong. They set up for a really strong trilogy. Um, and actually Robert Jackson Bennett's already won a bunch of awards for this book, which actually just came out, uh, I think last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm anxiously awaiting the next couple, but foundry side F O U N D R Y side foundry side, all one word by Robert Jackson Bennett. Check it out. And also of course, check out the Of course for uh, an awesome selection of short stories. Uh, including, of course, the McChain McMurder Main History McMain series. Unless you're drunk, Eli, and then you'll never find that website. You will not. Never, ever. The I, don't, I don't find that on a normal day. Dot com. Uh, up next is the part, of course, where we all say hi to Kelly and say something nice about her. So, Sup, Kelly? Hey, hi, Kelly. Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Say, say hi to Kelly. I, I think you're nice, Kelly. There we go. Thank you. That's all you need to do. <laughs> Got to pay these bills, man. Got to pay these bills. Uh, and now, of course, it's time to do Liz's mom. Liz's mom. Let's do Liz's mom. I've got a little basic humor for you this week. Guy walks into a bar, sits down to a piece next to a piece of litmus paper and says, why so blue? Patreon.com slash for geek's sake. Get in while you can. That's right. Get in there. Quintuple hour. That uh, you all think basic is. (laughs) 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 There's a a perception. Like there's a, there's a, a window here. No, it's a pun. Get it basic. Like if you dip a litmus paper in a a basic versus acid. (laughs) 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 Got him. He's new. It's okay. It's okay. Got him. Ah, The lead in was part of the joke. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well played. Oh, that might be my favorite joke we, ever. We, see, 
<laughs> you learn. We, you just what you're supposed to do is just you just sigh at the end of it, and then whether you understand it or not, you just sigh, and everything everyone's kosher. They know what's going on. That's terrible, Liz. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, Maybe I should have done it backwards. Like, so a guy walks into a bar, sits down to a piece of litmus paper, and says, "Why so blue?" It's just a little basic humor for you. No, Should, I like uh, the lead. Okay. I like all that right. you make. Okay. I like that you make people work for it a all little right. bit. All right. Okay. And actually, J- J- the, our, our audience loves Jared. A thank you because a lot of them were like, "I don't fucking get it." <laughs> 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 Man, this is mom's really slipping. <laughs> uh, that's how we pay our bills. So let's do some shameless plugs. Dan, why don't you start us off? As plug, plug, plug. always, you can find me at EpicEventsOrlando.com for all your DJ service needs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I went down a bit of a rabbit hole on Netflix this week, guys. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Netflix did something amazing. They said, you know, Marvel is leaving, so we got to replace it with some other comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. So they went all the way to Dark Horse. Or no. Uh, is it Dark Horse or... No, uh, image. No. no, no, it's not valiant. Ours. No, it's valiant. Valiant. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, for the Umbrella Academy. So good. So freaking good. It's a ten episode series. It's uh, kind of their take on like an X Men type team. Okay. So let me give you a real basic concept here. It's kind of crazy. Uh, in 1989, 43 women had uh, gave birth at the exact same moment. None of them were pregnant that morning. Cool. That's so literally my my worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> the opening scene is going to be very uh, uh, triggering for you. Then <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch. I didn't know I was pregnant. <laughs> oh, is it going to happen to me? <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, crazy billionaire guy goes around the world and adopts as many as he can. He gets seven of them, and he's a really touchy feely guy. So he names them one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Cool. Yeah, and they all uh, end They're up having boy superpowers. And girl, I guess. <laughs> Well, six of them end up having superpowers. Okay. So uh, you got number one who's like got super strength. Number two who can throw knives and bend them like Beckham. Uh, (laughs) Number three is uh, Allison, (laughs) a.k.a. The Rumor. Uh, She can uh, change reality by saying, I heard a rumor and then saying whatever she wants to happen. So so Gossip Girl? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. actually. Um, So like she would say, I heard a rumor that you shot your friend and boom, you're going to shoot your friend. Um, number four, yeah. Number four is called the seance. Um, and he uh, can commune with the dead as you do. Uh, number five has been missing for a long time. Never got another name. He uh, can move through space and time. Okay. Um, number six, which one is number six? Number six has been dead for a long time. So we don't really get a lot of information on him, but he had monsters underneath his skin that he could release to attack people. Gross. And number seven never developed any powers. Apparently. Um, and was always told that she wasn't special. And she's played by Ellen Page. And Aww. she is absolutely amazing. The kid who plays number five, um, it, he's basically like a 58-year-old man stuck in a 14-year-old's body. Travelers. Um, is absolutely one of the most brilliant young actors I've ever seen. Like, this kid makes the Stranger Things kids look like second rate. Uh, <laughs> he's fantastic. Uh, they've got some amazing CGI. There's a... a uh, Talking monkey um, butler. There's a robot mother. Uh, There's now. I will tell you that incredible. This, that if the Marvel slump bothered you from Marvel Netflix, this thing is going to bug the hell out of you. There is a definite long slow burn going on. I haven't finished it yet, uh, but it's. I love it, and my wife and I both are enjoying the hell out of it. But it is everything to me was just intriguing enough to keep me going. Like I didn't feel a slump. Mm. It took a little while. That's just me. But it was really good. All right, what else you got? You That's good? all I got this week. All right. 
Oh, I've got a Netflix one as well. Uh, Dragon Prince season two hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was my other one. I'm gonna yeah. run out of. You're gonna run out. You're gonna show you shorten up my list quite a bit you know, here. And I gotta say, you only have five. <laughs> the action is a little bit smoother than it was in season one. Yep. It looks good. Yeah, right. the animation looks better. Yeah, and just so much payoff for the world building in season one. Yeah. Oh, they start season two out with just so much meat. It's awesome. So good. Yeah, man. That's me. Watch it, Liz. I actually don't have a shameless plug this way. No. Okay. That's all right. Sorry. Right. That's my, okay. You're going to bring blueberry pie next week. I plugged so myself fine. out. Oh, you're going to bring, oh, bring pie next week? Apparently, I'm bringing pie next week. Fantastic. Does oh, it have to be blueberry? Well, pre- yes. Uh, yeah, that's what was requested. We're pre recording uh, somebody today. Apparently, today. Oh, my shameless plug is is National Cherry Pie Day, apparently, but we're recording on Wednesday, and it's <laughs> you're not going to listen to this until Thursday, but apparently, to Wednesday was National Cherry Pie Day. And so. Uh, Eli's son proclaimed that he hasn't had pie in a very long time, and so now I'm chastising Eli for being a terrible parent. Mm-hmm. And so and now you have to bring a blueberry so now pie. I have, now mm-hmm. I have to bring pie. It's a well-known fact. I am terrible. All right, that's the worst. That makes sense. I might bring mini pies, and that way I can make a variety of different Ooh. kinds. I'm right. not going to be mad at that. Those little like bluebird, whatever the little the pies that are a dollar. Those are, oh god, those are the best. Those are amazing. Jared, uh, do you have anything that you'd like to um, you like to so plug. shamelessly plug. Do I shamelessly plug someone else's thing? Shall you can no, plug no, no, whatever the hell you want. It's, it's, My it's, thing is Castle Church Brewing. Come out. Uh, our geekiest things are uh, board game night, first Monday of the month, live comedy night, the third Wednesday of the month, and every single Tuesday a trivia night. See, I don't care about your geeky things. What's your highest um, ABV beer? Uh, probably our Brute IPA made from uh, Brute Champagne yeast. Uh, that's, what that we, runs close to 10. All right. Ooh. Now we're talking. All right. I'm in. Actually, can I tell you where I might be going down? What I'm trying to get down there is they actually do an open mic night. Uh, uh, starting every Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, I have been, I have wanted to do uh, a stand-up bit for a long time. D&D hip-hop? Uh, no, my <laughs> D&D hip-hop album is releasing separately. <laughs> I'm not going to just premiere that at some random open mic night. <laughs> Uh, that uh, no, I'm not actually doing that. I want to be clear. I'm not doing a D and D hip hop thing. Please calm down, both fans of D and D and hip hop, uh, and but, fans of L. And yeah, but I am actually. I I want to do. I, I got to figure out a way to do with the kids because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to take them. But I want to. I may go down to do my do my inaugural. Do actually my do my stand up comedy thing. Yeah, I make sure you don't speak in cursive when you do it. I would support right. that. Let's go see what happens. Actually, by support that, I mean I would sit in the back and go boo. You know, as long as you're buying beer to support Jesus. Yeah, totally. That's, that's what matters. Yeah, sure. Uh, let's see here. So I've got well, he you guys kind of took out all my fun stuff. Uh, let's see here. I went to a movie too. don't uh, unless Ooh, your favorite part of take. unless your favorite part of the movie was that part of the end of the first movie was the part of the end where they suddenly jumped and you found like the real life mm-hmm. story. If you thought I really want a lot more of that real life piece. So everything is not awesome. Actually, they sing a song called everything is not awesome. <gasps> and uh, there's some there's some really good moments, but uh, yeah, Were, was this Miller and Lord again? Yeah, huh. I mean it was good, but yeah, hmm. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I also checked out a new local comic shop called Bamf B A M F. Nice sits on Horatio <laughs> like right there at 1792. If you remember where they used to have the uh, what's the name of the fondue spot the Melting pot, melting pot, where the melting pot used to sit right there. It's now called BAMP BAMF. Cool people had a really had a pretty cool stuff. Uh, they actually had a little box of like they they do a lot of old school toys as well. So I found all of a bunch of my old like He Man figures they had. Nice. 
uh, including Castle Grayskull, which I freaked out about just a little bit. Uh, and then I actually got a Man at Arms toy. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty exciting. Nice. So anyway, there's a lot of cool old, old toys you deal. They did a lot of that. Some books, some uh, some comic books, some board games, uh, all that stuff. But it was a pretty cool spot. So bam, let's go check that one out. And uh, I also wanted you all to know uh, that as of right now, we are in the midst of a Bitcoin rally, dear friends. Oh, if you recall, I was down to my fifty dollars of Bitcoin was down to thirteen dollars and change. Mm-hmm. Now up to twenty dollars and eighty seven cents. Right. Aren't you glad you didn't sell? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I'm hanging on to it. Moving on up. We're gonna rally. I believe in us. Look at that. Look at that one month. Look at that one month. Nice. Look at that. We're going. We're going in the right direction, probably for a little bit. Uh, you just ruined it. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, actually, I actually was one of the things too. Was I wanted to see if I could ruin Bitcoin again. Sure, sure, sure. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, Bitcoin's been rallying so up to 20 bucks. What, what? Now I'm only, I've only lost 60% of my money now. <laughs> yeah. Take that, investors. Uh, is that going to do it? That's going to do it. You good? Be good? Anybody else? Anybody else? Right, I mean, right, if you want to stretch it out for another six oh minutes, oh my god, three, I have to hours. pee so bad. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all you do. Uh, again, we got five left, no, four left now. So uh, make sure you check it out. All the cool stuff we're going to be doing between now and then. Until next time, this is Al Sterling saying, "Well, the '60s were fun, but now I'm paying for it." <laughs>